Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Okay, I can finally talk about fucking ostriches. Let me tell you, you can about talk my about search. doing what to ostriches? No, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Nate Hughes. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Uh, Jonathan, Dene- your hair looks red today. That's true. Uh, oh, well, it's, it's okay. So I think it's just because of my light, but uh, my I had two bulbs out for like the last like four months. Okay. And, uh, so are I you just re- telling me that your hair is actually red? No, it's not red. Oh. I think it's the light reflecting off of it. No, it's not red at all. It's mm. uh, it's, it's super dark. Okay. Yeah. You've seen it I know. In person. I know. It's, you're on my shirt today. I can see right here, according <laughs> to your image, on my be- Behind the Sins podcast I mean, I don't know. shirt. I definitely didn't dye it. <laughs> you look really ginger. I will say I get. I used to get red hair in my goatee, but now it's mostly gray. So. Hair now, color is said, interesting how it changes and evolves over time. I'm taking a screenshot. I need you to see this. Yeah, it I really, can see it. it really does look. Uh, I, look I agree with you. It absolutely does, but I guarantee you, it's not. I think it's just the. I think it's just I have the more light in my room. Here, okay. Here's what's amazing. Here, here's mm-hmm. what I find amazing. At I could least. be wrong. We've been doing outtakes <laughs> for an hour, right? Like 60 minutes. We've just been hanging out and talking. <laughs> Danae waits. Till the show is officially started <laughs> to notice that Jonathan has red hair and just bring it up. But I don't have red hair. <laughs> you do. You have okay. red hair. Today you sure. do. Today you do. <sighs> I do have green eyes occasionally. Mm. Okay. What, wait. Occasionally? Is a choice? Well, because they're hazel. So they. Mine too. Depending on how they reflect yep. and all that. Yep. 
You know wow. this, Danae. You you you've told me my eyes are colors that they definitely aren't, but it's because they're hazel and they've got all those like shades in them. But when I was younger, they were darker brown. But over at somehow they, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's maybe they were always hazel, and I just had it was more typically brown. I don't know, yeah. but uh, yeah. Ah, yes. Well, it's good we're covering all the important stuff first. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the, yeah. the actual hey, point of the show. To those of you who are new listeners, welcome. Welcome to exactly <laughs> really what red, we do every single week. It's definitely the light. Because it's uh, like dark right there. Hey, when you watch the show live, you'll get to see this in person. That's right. Which, Starting in May. Hey, thanks for all the cool, fun feedback about that, too. We, I am. Just to fuck with you, that whenever I see you guys again, I'm going to make sure I dye my hair red. <laughs> Do it. You should. Do it. Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback about going uh, live. So uh, join us yeah. on Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemasins uh, at the $10 and above. That's the peeper level and above. And then you can have access to cool live video hangouts. And we'll mm-hmm. do that every single week. Uh, I think Barrett that we said can. something like things are going to get can. naughty. Or something. I don't. <laughs> every single week that we can. Oh. There might be sometimes we have to change up our scheduling, but for the most part, it'll be every Friday at eleven a.m. Central. It's gonna be great when that first Friday in May we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. No, now that you said it, like, no, oh, hold on, I'm gonna go look at the schedule. <laughs> uh, while Denae's doing that, I'll go ahead and transition us to the actual show. Let's do this inside scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Kicking it off with Commercial Sin's Secret Kicker is the advertisement this week, which is the uh, deodorant advertisement about the female field goal kicker. I mean, This is definitely one I had never seen. I think think i remember this one i don't but i don't i don't know that shouldn't be a surprise though basically commercials i turn into danae i'm like never seen it i don't yeah <laughs> um chris says the secret kicker ad does one of those things where they're trying to empower women but nearly backfires due to the presentation the idea that two women could somehow play in secret <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny on a football team without anyone knowing is stupid plus the score dictates that they would have uh, had to have kicked previously in the game unless they were last-second replacements or something, but even last-second replacements would be known. After the winning kick, every single fan in the stadium stops dead in their tracks when the women pull off their helmets. I feel like this would only happen if they pulled their helmets off to reveal that they are Cardi B and J-Lo. That would be shocking. And why do they pull their helmets off at the end? They know this is going to be such a huge surprise. They can't wait to see the looks on all the fans' stupid faces. Those fans take forever to decide they're finally okay with women kicking field goals, which, as I said, nearly takes away from the message. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Also, it has nothing to do with deodorant uh, other than, you know, stretching it. Uh, very, very this thin. Is, this is one of those commercials that you see and then you ch- you tell it to someone and they're like, well, what was the commercial for? You're like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, I can assure you, this is not one of those commercials you see and then tell someone about. <laughs> like, this is, this commercial is so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. It doesn't bad. even get to that point. Uh, does anybody have any strong deodorant opinions? Do you wear deodorant <laughs> these days? <laughs> okay, this is my new favorite thing on the show. Since adding commercial sins, how do we... <laughs> 
I love your questions about it. Like, what was it last week? Like, does anyone have any strong opinions on laundry detergent? I think I have, I, I don't have strong opinions. I'm trying to even think of what I have. I mean, I think I have like a degree, some maybe acts. I think I kind of, I just pick whatever makes sense at the time, whatever's on sale. Yeah, or, I definitely do Arm and Hammer. I, I will say like my wife has to, I mean, there are like, if you're going to do like strong, I will say my wife has to do things because of allergies. She's got to sure. do like the, um, the, the, like the, what do they call it? It's like the, it's like, there's no color basically. Like I can't mm -hmm. remember what, there's something about a dye that. So that's the only probably strong opinion in our house. I mean, yeah. if that's even an opinion, uh, I don't care as long as I don't smell. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, and Aaron, you don't use deodorant, right? <laughs> that is one of the things I do use, actually. Oh, that's what you It's soap. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I just mixed my stuff. Uh, Danae went for a while without using deodorant. I did. Yeah. It was an experiment oh. that I actually oh, gotcha. really enjoyed. Um, I don't know if people around me did, but <laughs> I certainly did. Um there's been so because I have so many bohemian, you know, earth conscious conversations with people and like body conscious conversations, uh, there was a lot of chat about deodorant being like an antiperspirant and how that's really bad for your body and aluminum and does this cause breast cancer? Like I've gone through all these conversations with people who, whether you think it's conspiracy or founded science or whatever. So I've always been really self conscious of what deodorants uh, our options. And I tried a lot of them. So I have a lot of deodorant opinions. I have, I could talk about deodorant for way too long, and, <laughs> but here's the thing. I also can hear eyes rolling of every listener. So I'm like trying to be extra careful right now because I'm like, I my problem, I swear to God, the older I get, I'm losing my sense of smell. And so mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just, I just, I don't even know how much to put on cause I can't smell myself. So I'm just I, like, God, I, I know my wife would say something, so I'm I'm at least I have her. That's nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I am testing out, and I have been testing out for about eight months now, Lume, which is a different style of deodorant. And, I've heard of that. Um, it's, I really like it. It works super, super well for me, and the ingredients are good, and um, it's an interesting story. Their website is kind of an interesting read, too. I If, if you are concerned about deodorant, I would recommend looking it up. They have a clinical testing uh, page on their website. Um, and there is this guy that they call the, I'm not even kidding, the odor guru, mm. who has apparently been like smelling people's armpits and testing deodorant for like 20 some years. And there's this video of him and just like the freeze frame of his face. It's just like, yeah, that's the guy that's been sniffing pits for a long time. Um, that's it. Yeah, that, I always wonder that. Like, how do they test these? Yeah, like, they've they, got somebody that's just smelling, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. There's there. Well, to do like the tests for Lume, they had people like stop wearing deodorant for a specific amount of time and then start wearing the deodorant, and then they just tested like what would happen after a certain length of time. Anyway, it's a it's a different uh, style of deodorant. It's it's like a it's like a liquid essentially that you put on. Would, um, would you rather be the person smelling armpits or the person cleaning up the the boots at uh, strip clubs? Did you say boobs or boots? boots. Oh, I boots. thought you said boobs too. I'm like, I'm like what? they have boob cleaners at strip clubs? Because <laughs> like, all of a sudden I'm like, well, that's kind mean, of what a no-brainer, right? It's just like you just lift up the skin flap and like wipe all the glitter out from underneath. It's the underboob. It's the underboob under is the key. The underboob is the key. 
<laughs> Jeez, yeah. Um, I just, I just want to know. I, 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 I just want to know with it. What did they call him? The odor, the odor person, guru, with, the odor guru. Why yeah. didn't they, Why didn't they go with like the smellier instead of oh, like yeah. sommelier, like a yeah, smellier? Yeah, yeah. Are you a Are you a cologne person, Aaron? You know, I have occasionally put cologne on, uh, but it's not something I do most days. It seems like a waste of money overall. Yeah, I think so too. I did it for like, oh my god, that scared the crap out of me. I did it for like uh, ten years or something, and then I just kind of quit. Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, I know it's very visual, but I just I was going to say, Danae, we are not doing a visual show, and even when know, we do, just like, not, even when person. we do a visual show, we have to remember the podcast audience. Danae's putting stuff up on if, our screen now. If Barry Druid is listening, I did not mean he was scary. I just meant that <laughs> picture popping up out of nowhere got me. <laughs> That'd be great if Barry was listening. It would I mean, be great. He's one it of our biggest fans. Uh, let's talk about the sins video. What were some of your favorite sins today? Uh, I just wrote down one, the one that's like, um, that ends with, then they'd have never gotten this chance for the big reveal after three fucking times where they could have ended sexism as we know it. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. What about you guys? Uh, I had that one too. Uh, I, I liked, I'm half expecting that dude from the last Boy Scout to start shooting up the place. And what's funny about that or sad is that I know that character's name is Billy Cole. Oh. Uh, cause I've seen that movie. Way too I find times. it impressive. I don't know. I don't know why it would be sad. I f- always find that impressive. I don't know why that dude's name's Billy Cole. It's scary. <laughs> I'm terrible with character names. Uh, tension is high at Milk Toast Stadium was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked. Um, and uh, it'll be against every rule imaginable, but everyone will accept it because it's such a great story. <laughs> that was really funny. Yes, that's that's how sports works. Uh, the only one that you guys didn't mention that I had down was if you did this in SimCity, you'd be thrown out as mayor. Uh, which I thought was was great. Um, I did think so. it was interesting. When did this commercial come out? I don't know. I have no idea. I am not familiar with this commercial at all. I wanted so. to make like a like a be like be one of those like annoying like comments about because they mentioned ESPN covering it, and he says Skip Bayless's rant. And I was like, Skip Bayless hasn't been on ESPN for about six years now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I would have no idea. Uh, I don't know that I mentioned it was a Atkinson script. Chris wrote this one, so uh, in case you were wondering. Uh, about yeah. the writer. Well, considering so, I read God, Chris his is totally going to listen to this this episode too and give me shit about saying that. I know, Sorry, Chris. I know you you gave his thoughts. I just wanted to make sure that, 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 it was that we obvious. actually said it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's I move into uh, TV sins. <laughs> what what happened? What I miss? No, it's like I was just all of a sudden I had this envision in my mind that every like every now and then like three more times throughout the show, Danae's just going to pop Barry Dewitt up <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> yeah. He's he's now our mascot. Let's move into the TV sins. <laughs> I think we broke Jonathan. Oh, man. I want him to be our mascot. <laughs> Come on, Barry. Come on, Barry. <laughs> Let's move into the TV sins. Uh, hey, guess what we're doing? We're doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier Insta Sin. Uh, and everyone's pro- like, and we're surprised? <laughs> and or? everyone's like, uh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Knew that was coming. Uh, yeah. Uh, New World Order is the episode. Uh, it was a John Aaron script. <laughs> Do you have a list? No. You, I'm, just, just I'm, kind just, of... I'm just trying to remember oh, what I have to have eventually done. go to middle names. Yes. Mine's Edward, by yes. the way. Thank you. Thank you. I will need to know middle names of everybody eventually. Yeah. Uh, and yes, yes, everybody. My initials are Jew. Congratulations for figuring that out. So, right. so does that mean that you'll have to start using my first name then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which is Hanukkah. No. That didn't even make sense. No. <laughs> which is no. which is Hannah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Nope. Which is Rebecca. Nope. Alexis. This is a good thing to do. You know, hey, it's Aaron. really, honestly, Portia. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Honestly, Portia. it's it is a first guess, first name. Like it is like literally the name you should guess first for a female born around the time that the name Elizabeth. Was. I was born no. in the early 1800s. Yes, I'm a vampire. <laughs> so think about it like that. Uh, jo- uh, Jonathan and I writing on this one. Um, how do we feel about this show, guys? Specifically, the first episode. Uh, Danae, I'm going to let your Positivity, kick us off. I know you're just in love with this show. So, um, do you hate it though? No, I don't think she hates it. I don't hate it. I'm just, I clearly am more of a m- magic user person, which shouldn't mm-hmm. be a surprise, I guess. You don't like boys. Boys suck. <laughs> Sometimes they smell. Um, no, it's interesting because I'm just the way that I'm built. Uh, the the stories that I like, the uh, the things I enjoy watching are magical stuff. Um, when there's fighting and on the screen, I don't usually get too into it. And I don't usually think about like, oh, this is well choreographed, but I'm starting to do that more. So my very first instinct was like, man, I'm bored. I'm bored with this. I This is something that you that watch. fascinating. If you're like a fan of the content. And I just, I guess I'm not really a fan of this story. I, I guess I just kind of don't want to know about this, but I'm just, I'm gonna watch it anyway. And then I had to stop myself and go, wait, hold on. Think about how this is made and how this is being produced. And and in that way, I can really like enjoy it. But I am, I'm bored ugh, watching this one. Bored. I think action shows, I think action, I think in television, I think action shows might be the hardest things to pull off. Um, I don't know why that is either. I don't know if like you're saying after a while, it just gets old. Like you keep like, like if you're watching like the A-team for five years, of you know, Eventually, it's like, oh, they're doing the same thing every week. And, mm-hmm. uh, and when Jonathan so very... says the A-Team, he actually means the TV show, the A-Team, yeah, yeah, yeah. not That's Barrett, li- yeah. Jeremy, yeah, and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Having to watch them in action scenes every day is just, It old. does. Uh, it just gets boring. MacGyver, so I'm not confusing anybody. <laughs> we'll throw that show out there. Uh, but anyways, uh, so but I was actually, that was one thing about this show that got me from the get-go. That opening action scene, yeah. as ridiculous as it gets, I loved yeah. Well, loved, and it's not something that I've loved. seen on TV, but I think it's like I've no. come to like expect it maybe from Marvel, so I didn't think about it. See, I didn't I think argue... about how amazing that is because I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. This is sort of, this is so like so. And then the reaction of everyone being like flipping out about how great it was, I thought, I really am thinking about this the wrong way. That really was not something you normally see in TV. And it's in the first like 10 minutes. And it's just this action-packed, you know, crazy bonkers, uh, like ma- massive budget flex, you know, and it was it was cool to watch. So I, would I argue had to it's admit almost, that. I would argue, I would put it in with a lot of the action scenes in the movies too. I mean, I thought it was just really good. I, um, I also didn't expect, like once I got, once I let myself kind of go like, okay, 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 okay. Think about the story. What what story are they telling? Cause I, I, I just shut off my happy, like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like what's happening here? So you've got these people that, you know, reject uh, the, you've got Sam who's rejected the shield and then the shield is being passed off to someone else. And then you've got this, kind of a conversation about race in America at the same time. And then you've got Bucky coming back in and then there's a sprinkling, a sprinkling in of other characters that's starting. I don't know. It just, part of me is like, Oh yeah, I really don't remember a lot of any of this. I, I, if I felt out of place with WandaVision, it's like magnified. 
with Winter Soldier. I want I, or Winter John, Falcon Boy. Winter Falcon Boy. People. That is the official name of the TV show. <laughs> um, Jonathan, I know you were heading into something, but I will say for you, Danae, because you bring that up. Uh, there is a, I forget what it's called, it's either called Legends or Heroes or something like that on Disney Plus that is a really cool, just like six, seven minute, like clip catch up on the main characters in the MCU. And they did one for Wanda and Vision before WandaVision. And there's one up now for Bucky and... For Winter Falcon Boy. For, yeah, for Winter Falcon <laughs> Boys. Uh, now, and I found those nice, even though I, I have watched the movies and I think I kind of generally know mm -hmm. these characters, like re-seeing some of those scenes and like where yeah. they started and origins, like I, I found those really nice and that's just on Disney plus. That's good. So that's good. I should do that. Um, yeah, I, I was actually reading about that on a blog and I, I, uh, totally forgot about it that they do. There was one where it was like what these characters have been doing in between this movie and this show. Is that what it is? No, I, that's okay. There's, there's another, then there's other content that I was being told about. That's like a little catch up of here's what they were doing in between here and here where you can kind of see what they've been up to, which gives you even more context. So I, I don't know what, I haven't heard of that. That would seem to be a big deal if they're making extra content. I, I think this person may have, may, also may have miscommunicated what the legends sh show is. I, I, they have to be thinking about Legends. They have to be okay. thinking about Marvel Studios Legends, but I yeah. don't think that adds any like between context. The, it's just a, I, it's, there's also a title I saw pop up called Falcon Wintering His Soldier. I I don't know. <laughs> no, that is definitely if not. That was that had anything to do with this. No, no, um, no. Uh, Marvel Studios Legends is basically like uh, pre, the uh, pre, uh, long previously on, but the previously on is you know all the stuff that happened during the movies. So anyhow. It's good. I, I I think it's valuable stuff. Jonathan, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, just take this, though, with a great... I mean, kind of like today was saying she's really into the magic stuff. The most most interesting storylines to me in the MCU movie so far has been the Captain America stuff. That's been... Even though that's never been one of my favorite comics, but I just like those movies. I don't rewatch a lot of MCU movies, but I've seen Winter Soldier like 20 times. Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie. Um, so I'm probably more just, this is probably just more in my wheelhouse. Sure. So I'm with that being said, I think they're nailing it. I'm really, and I'm also a sucker. I love conspiracy stuff and like, you know, militia groups that are trying to counteract what the government's doing and all this shit, like that stuff like that. I'm just a sucker for and, uh, all that kind of like subterfuge and spy shit and stuff like that. That's why I'm a huge bond fan and all that. So I'm really liking it. I love Sebastian Stan and uh, Anthony Mackie. I think they play really well off each other. Um, it's really fun to see them in a storyline together. Um, not in this episode, but in future episodes, one of my all-time favorite Marvel villains uh, comes back. Um, so that's really exciting for me. And this is the the John Walker uh, storyline, who we don't see him till the very end of the episode. Uh, that's one of my all-time favorite comic storylines, which is from the late '80s in Captain America when Captain America decided to step down. Um, so I just so I, everything about this was just like this is going to be your shit, Jonathan. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so far, yeah. so far, it absolutely is. I totally get what Danae's saying though. If it's not your bag, I mean, it's not. You know, I get it. But the magic stuff has never really been my bag. I did enjoy Wandavision, but that's never really been like I don't read. I never got into Doctor Strange and stuff like that. So I. Totally get it. I think for I'm loving it. Uh, I think I love WandaVision more 
uh, for I think it's probably a better show. I just I for me it does it scratches more of my like creativity itches. This yeah, yeah, is yeah. pretty much for a sure. straightforward action story, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people want. In fact, a lot of people that's what they didn't like about Wandavision was it it was so weird and different. Um, but uh, in, in again, we are in this situation again now where I've seen four of these episodes, but I'm trying to keep it. You know, uh, I've only seen three. I haven't seen today's yet. Uh, so. Locked into the first episode, and so what I will say from that first episode th- that I loved was it's very clear right off the bat they are not going to shy away from the racial conversation, which I really love, and that that's going to yes. be a big, big point of this show. Um, and I love that. And the other thing uh, about the first episode uh, that I would mention is the action, which we already kind of covered and just how much they're willing to put on the screen. And I really liked that. So, yeah. and it had that thing where Don Cheadle comes in and it's like, how cool is this universe where you can just bring Don Cheadle in for a few minutes? <laughs> I know. And, um, a lot of people responded to that, uh, yeah. that, that point too, which I thought was great. That, that kind of was universal. I am curious though. Well, Hey, I think the one thing I'm worried about is that this only has six episodes. <laughs> And, yeah, two and from what I understand, everybody's saying this is going to be just kind of a one shot. And I don't know how they're going to wrap all this up. I hope they do. I, I just I don't know. But I could be wrong. But um, I hope I am. But also, I don't know what the talk on this one is. I, I just feel like it may be because WandaVision was first. But WandaVision, I just felt like there was so much social media chatter about that show. And even though Disney Plus is saying that this is actually, I think, getting more viewers, uh, which they we can't prove that. They just no, they're say definitely it. saying that. They're saying it's the yeah, most yeah. watched thing ever on Disney Plus. Yeah, but so. I don't see like I personally don't see anyone like really talking about it. So yeah. I I don't I don't know if it's I don't know. It's interesting to me. I I'm definitely just, feel like I saw more WandaVision memes. Um, in that kind of thing, but I'm still seeing some Falcon and the Winter Soldier memes pop up and and different things. But, but I mean, yeah. and I'll wait till the final episode to make that decision. But yes, personally, I think Wandavision probably the better show. I'm not arguing yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Have I'm to just get saying it. that I just really like this one. But this this just feels like it's kind of like Knives Out. Like I was never not gonna like Knives Out. Right. Like it would have taken like you know. So I I don't even feel like I can give somebody. Like like you with Pixar, right? Exactly. You know, there's just certain things. Yeah. I just don't know that Star Trek for me, whatever. But this is one of those things. Nice. So uh, let's yep. get into the sins. Oh, okay, I just found it. I just found it. Okay, what is it? Okay, oh, I thought you were on Discord. Ooh, no, no, I've she's been looking, looking up. for whatever that other person was talking about. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I was looking at something for an upcoming episode, so I'm not going to tell you how I got here, but I was reading Den of Geeks, uh, mm-hmm. uh, denofgeek.com website. Yeah, yeah. It says. Um, uh, According to Marvel's Avengers Infinity War Prelude, a movie tie-in comic that showed what everyone was doing before the movie jumped off. Oh, a co- a comic, so not a. So it wasn't. Got it's it. not yeah. visual content. That's where I was wrong. But yeah. there is content out there that you can find that is a tie-in that gives more context. Nice. So there's a comic yeah, that can't... might do that. Yeah. You know, we that can't suggest stuff to Aaron that he has to read. <laughs> Aaron read uh, the the comic that a lot of WandaVision was based on. Uh, imagine that. Uh, House of Elm. Yeah, I actually went in and read yeah, that. Yeah, you put, brought it up on uh, Beyond the Sins. Yeah. Um, Danae, you get to start us off since you didn't oh, write yeah, on this I'm one. Super, <laughs> super, <laughs> super ready for that. Um, I really like that you guys went after Red Wing and the whole engage thing uh, a couple times. <laughs> that was Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was a, a really good thing to point out. Not mm-hmm. only that it shouldn't be a verbal command, uh, but then even just it kind of starting off with 
what did, how did you call it the genital laser <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, i will uh, tell you originally i wrote that as vagina laser and then okay. i didn't i didn't want to uh, gender red wing unnecessarily and so i went with mm-hmm. genital laser um so yes okay. just so you know there you go i love the mcu and on sin uh, but my absolute favorite is the uh, tiger photos one where the lead in is about tiger photos, making it weird for online dating. And the sin is your dad laments that dating apps are full of tiger photos. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say at that point. He just weird... <laughs> talked about the tiger photos. And she's like, yeah, my dad feels the same way. That, which we and we give a sin off. But that that storyline's another thing I'm digging about this. I love how they're tackling uh, uh, Bucky's. Yeah, sure. Uh, they're not shying away from that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry. Totally. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I had a couple of those, but I also, uh, I really liked, uh, I, Aaron's whole thing about, I'm just trying to figure out the plan here with, uh, with that, with that opening action sequence. Cause there is some ridiculous stuff there. Like they're going from what helicopter were they planning to helicopter. To do? How yeah, are no, they it's that just, prepared? Yeah. Like, that's a James Bond thing. That's yeah. like you went through all that stuff just to show us a cool helicopter. There we were just had so to see those. <laughs> we just had to see those outfits and how they could, you know, glide around. Like that yeah. was that was a visual that they wanted. The flying squirrel sequence, as yeah. they call it. You hijacked mm-hmm. a plane and, and cool shot looking. the pilot. Like, what? Where is all the wingsuits and helicopters coming in? Like, what does that have to do with your plan? Yeah. I mean, I can see them switching to like maybe one other plane just because they thought they couldn't get away with maybe, the, yes. the plane. Maybe one but, contingency plan. Yeah, maybe. But they had a they had an alternate just in case that one got blown up, and it was just it was nuts. Ooh, I just I loved. I think I, we both had stuff here, but I loved. I think Aaron decided to do his full name, so I really love the James Buchanan Barnes would be excellent at TV sets. Yeah. And then uh, just Aaron going through, he he really got into how they were fucking up Battleship. And uh, like yeah. they weren't, it was electronic, but they weren't doing that. And uh, listen, listen, I had electronic battleship. <laughs> the whole point of electronic battleship was it made the noises. That was the whole. That point. could have been broken, or they didn't have batteries. <laughs> but then but they were still they were funny. playing it completely then, wrong. But then too, you went so. you went even deeper though. Like they weren't, you know, how was he missing? She was hitting. He only had two in the one mm-hmm. battleship. Yeah. I mean, like how hard would that have been to put like a third thing in there? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, was that it? Did you have any others you wanted to mention? Yeah, no, no, no. That was it. Uh, this show is about a Cap successor, not an Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> that was great. I enjoyed writing that one. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of stories on the dangers of alcohol, but here we have a situation where going to get a drink would have saved a guy's life. Uh, just a really fun observation. Um, sleeping on a hardwood floor. Uh, I said hardwood. Uh, like that. I got, we got called out on that one a little bit. Yeah, Apparently I had there was... some of that. Some of, now listen, yeah. this is, in fact, this is um, one one of the things I had in the comment section, but let's just talk about it now because honestly, I actually have several comments. Uh, so unlike me. But uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, several times people were like, well, Bucky has been shown to sleep on a hardwood floor. He, That's do, fine. he does that. And I'm like, still doesn't make sleeping on a hardwood floor not a sin like how (laughs) yeah just because he like it doesn't matter that that's a bucky thing it's still a sin (laughs) like what are you even complaining about uh yeah you know and it's interesting because it does it, it boils down to something we wrestle with and we try to balance when we do these things which is over explaining the joke and like how much do do we think about what's going to be in the comments and try to you know uh try to um diffuse that ahead of time like we could have written that sin yes we know bucky sleeps on hardwood floors but hardwood flo- sleeping on hardwood floors will always be a sin but then you're neutering the joke right like so there's just you kind of have to balance like the need to diffuse potential misunderstandings but sometimes, 
sometimes we do do that. Oh, of course. We overexplain because it works for comedic purposes. Exactly. And so exactly. We just yeah. we just don't try to understand us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is it's still a sin. It doesn't matter that Bucky. Why yeah, Bucky I mean, does that? I think that. the only thing we we're not necessarily concerned, but we want to we don't want to be wrong. Like we don't want to be factually incorrect about it. So those are the things like right. when we do research and stuff like that. But yeah, something like this. I mean, you're just sending the fact that sleep not. We don't care why he's sleeping on the hardwood floor. Correct. It's a sin. Uh, let's see. Uh, perhaps remove the part of your profile that reads former hitman for Hydra. <laughs> but now I say hell no to that. And the HMU at the end uh, just cracks me up. That was a combo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, that one cracks me up. The uh, the oh I know let me try uh, try this one it's a TV show and it's fiction so quit asking dumb questions because you're ruining TV shows and I and I like the other narrator better anyway uh, how am I doing and uh, yes I was absolutely fishing for compliments and I uh, received many of them in the in the comments <laughs> so thank you appreciate that very very right. much <laughs> oh god uh, all right let's move on the to the power my... that you have. <laughs> It was really nice. There were several people in the comments who were just like, actually, I've totally gotten used to your voice and I love it now. I was like, yep, that's what I needed to hear. Thank you. You tortured uh, me long enough. I feel better. Thank you. <laughs> Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus uh, debuts, uh, the first episode was called Game On. And uh, this was also a... Uh, yeah, you guys are busy this week. Aaron, Aaron Kins, uh script. Aaron Kinson. Just with TV sense, uh, I didn't have anything to do with cinema sense this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think of this show, Danae, You watch? Did you watch the first episode of this? Yeah, I was the shadow because you were shadowing line. it, right? Yeah. So uh, let's get some thoughts on this, uh, Jonathan. What What were some of your thoughts on? Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think anything, I didn't think anything going in because I, I, you had mentioned there was some. I mean, the reason we decided, partly why we decided to do it, because a new show, we could instant send the pilot, and uh, you had said there was some pretty a good word, positive word about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, so I knew that going in. Um, and I, I think I, I, it was better than I thought it would be. I, I don't know that like I love it or anything, but it's, it's watchable. I did watch the second episode. I think I maybe like that a little less, but, um, I'm, I'm probably gonna, I think it's like 10 episodes or something. So I might finish it. I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way to watch it every week. I don't mean to give away, but yeah, we're not, we're not insta sending the whole thing. Um, if anyone Correct. was curious. Correct. We were just doing the pilot uh, on this yeah. one. Um, although things can always change. But... And based on based on the views so far, I I don't think any of you care. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair uh enough. but uh no, I'm just joking. Uh no, it's it was a really fun video to work on. And uh, like I said, we talked about the movies last week. I'm not like I, I, I've seen the movies, but I'm not like a huge fan or anything. So I think this so far at least could be better than the movies. At least more entertaining to me. Um but yeah, no, it was fun. I love Lauren Graham. I mean, pretty much her I popping do too. up. Yeah, I, and I don't know what it is because is that the she's mom? Just, yeah, she's yeah, in Gilmore she's Girls, Parenthood. She um, she has a way she's of awesome. just really giving you a sense that she's just supposed to be where mm -hmm. she is. She's not. She's quirky, but she's straight like, forward. She's like the best mom on TV, like ever or like one of them like she's got to be up there is like one of the coolest moms she's really comfortable like, in that role yeah. and it makes you yeah. feel comfortable when you watch it you know because yeah I, I find this show to be a little uncomfortable to watch because it's just so many cliches which was one of the things about the script like it was such a cliche written totally show yeah that's so that's it's cw-esque and it's paint by numbers you mm -hmm. know where it's like we're gonna hit all of these themes which are real themes. There are struggling single moms and there are awkward kids at school. But then it's also just like perpetuating what I, I, I presume to be 
utter bullshit of a a young child standing up in front of his entire school in the cafeteria to make a, uh, a plead speech about joining a ragtag team of hockey people to go and do full body bashing. You know, it's just like, (laughs) this is such, this is insanity. And so there's part of it that's so reality. And then there's part of it. That's just absolute bonkers. None of this can be real. Like you're going to find a goalie, through a video game, you know, it's just like, it's so loosely put together. The only thing tying it together is the word mighty ducks that we recognize, right? Like, Oh, about that. I will say, I like that, that what they're doing with the mighty ducks though. I like the idea that they've become like a really, uh, popular team and they're like, they're the villains now. It's very similar to Cobra Kai, right? Where you turn Daniel LaRusso almost into the villain because he's become so yeah. successful kind and of, popular yeah. and yeah i uh i so i wasn't impressed with it i don't know i was like what is this Ugh. yeah no i totally get i totally get what both of you are saying i think i i'm pretty much on the same page as jonathan i don't love this but i certainly did enjoy it there's a little bit of nostalgia there uh certainly when it comes to emilio estevez i really enjoy him and um so i you know the fact that i that i really like the main two uh, adult characters probably is why I'm still watching. Um, yeah, Emilio was nice to see back too. I, I I don't disagree with that. I liked him as well. The, the kids are all cliches. They're occasionally really funny. Um, you know, the kid that's doing the podcast, uh, it's so clearly that cliche, uh, you know, self-deprecating <laughs> friend character. Um, I have a podcast body. I thought was <laughs> yeah, that was. He said that it was so funny. He's, that was he's funny. funny though. He's he's occasionally really he funny. Is. I like him. He's likable. But at the same time, I I totally get what you're saying, Danae. And I think for me, I'm still in right now. And like Jonathan, I don't know that I will be for the full season, but I still want to see the episode that came so, out today. So that yeah. says something. So you're. So you're saying that girl that's into like Xena and Dungeons or Magic? <laughs> that's that's not you. You didn't you didn't identify Nate. so much with that that you're like I have to watch this every week. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> There's something too about it just being light. Uh, yes, that, I mean right now, just I like that kind of entertainment. Yeah, right? that's just something that I'm kind of more drawn to. It's also something I can watch with my daughter and um, yeah, yeah, totally. Things like that are you know um, uh, 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 positive for me these days. Yeah. So um, we can get into the sins, Danae. You get to start again. We can again. get into the change today. Um, would you believe there is still yet one more also? <laughs> Just all of the <laughs> podcast ones. Um but the sin leading to, you know, like ninety five percent of podcasts ever produced just sounding bad. So the sin, as always, is podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I like the Minnesota accent one, uh, hot dishes and don't you know, I thought mm-hmm. that was something good to point out that nobody actually had one, but thankfully like also if you don't have actors who can do that accent, well, right. Thank they you didn't for not. For us. They didn't force it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the 25 sins for, uh, a, not a full order of tater tots. I appreciated that. Thank you. I just completely tried in my narration to <laughs> embody you, Danae, is... in that moment. <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely what we were talking about on last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then the, I am Dukakis. Now I haven't seen the reference for this. I haven't actually seen the Spartacus movie, mm-hmm. but yeah. I've seen that done so many times that I kind of. I don't understand the scene or the context or anything, but I still find it funny. So that was another one I laughed at. Yeah. 
Nice. Uh, I'll go next this time. Calling this a mullet, there was definitely some crossover there. Both Jonathan yeah. and I sinned the yeah, fact we that you would call like, his hair a what? mullet. <laughs> And, like, does this show not know what mullets are? Like, I was so confused. And like I like, said, nobody, like I said, nobody lives in the South. Yeah, like I, like I said, uh, in the sin, technically, you could maybe argue that the hair in the front is a little bit shorter than the hair in the back, and that's <laughs> by some technical term, this is a mullet. And no, no, I really don't like that character. Like, not because he's an asshole, but because he's so like generic. Yeah, uh, at least so far, I have yeah. not enjoyed. I don't know. I thought they could have done a little better in that regard. Uh, I liked the um, the interrupted "that's racist" sin. Uh, that was <laughs> that you. was really fun. Um, well, and that was kind of like how I was writing the sin because, like, at first I was just going to do "that's racist," mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, actually, that is kind of sweet what he's saying. So then I came up <laughs> with the. Uh, I do also want to mention in the comments. Apparently, YouTube put one of the ad breaks right after the "look a werewolf," and then the ad would yeah, come I on. I saw that. <laughs> And then people were like, and I was just disappointed the ad wasn't about a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that comment. And I thought, this is so crazy because sometimes it happens too where we'll mention something. Like, let's say that we mentioned deodorant and then it's a deodorant ad. Mm-hmm. And stuff is just, they're listening. Yeah, no werewolf ads though, uh, unfortunately. Um, the Don't Bothers, uh, that's so terrible. You might as well name them the Mighty Grogu's. Uh, that joke will never be old to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had that down. Uh, fun mm-hmm. stuff. What else did you have down, Jonathan? Uh, this is not properly respecting the power of bonies. Uh, talking <laughs> uh-huh. about yeah, talking about the Zamboni. Uh, I like that you pointed out I'm getting more of a Monster House vibe uh, than it, mm. which was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Uh, well, and I thought the it. Well, I guess everybody. I guess it is enough of a pop cultural thing now. Even kids know about Pennywise and everything. But still, I agree with you. That was definitely more Monster House. Wasting perfectly mediocre cafeteria food when you could have just dropped the empty tray instead. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate. I, I like every time in a movie or show when people like waste food like that, I just get a little like, oh, yeah, like, no, I'm with you. Totally with you. Uh, Why would you do that? The the um, the other comment I wanted to mention from this one, and I'll go ahead and do it now, is uh, there was some there was some request in the comments for the hot chocolate machine skip to be the skip oh on my TV God. Sins that from was, now on. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't write that down. That was so I'm so funny. glad this is coming up because that was another one that I laughed at. I thought you guys were going to cover it, so I'm really glad that we're covering that one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it was just such a perfect visual representation of the skip sin. That is exactly what the skip sin is. When something is getting too personal, too serious, too, you know, lovey-dovey, the narrator just wants to skip and i think that'd be so fun to do that. i i'll just say we're considering it let's just say that we are <laughs> we're considering saving that clip for for future tv sins episodes it's like you kind of don't want to overdo it right so you, you, but like you want to save it for certain moments because yeah. the last thing you want to do is overdo the skip but that was such a perfect it, it was such a perfect it's representation a, it's a I, had perfect... Stop, I had to stop reviewing the edit because i was laughing so hard <laughs> yeah i saw it the I, first I laughed, time yeah same mm-hmm. it's just such a, it's such a perfect little like meme almost within because mm-hmm. and you could put anything in there and just the fact that you can't hear what they're saying over the chocolate machine and then it cuts back to the girl and she just kind of you know She's nods like, or whatever mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. oh it's just it's yeah it's beautiful enough i wouldn't be surprised if it makes a another she, appearance that that girl reminded me of danae Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. No, you're I, right. There's an super, attitude there. Yeah. 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 If I had a pixie cut, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be you'd be running that coffee while somebody was talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> or hot yep. chocolate. Sorry. I'd be I'd be like with like like just the coy smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your little beanie or yeah. whatever that was. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let's move into Music Video Sins. Uh, it's back, Music Video music Sins. Uh, and it's back with uh, one of the most talked about music videos of the last month, uh, Lil Nas X Montero. Um, I, I don't know how much you guys want to get into this, um, but uh, I kind of love this song. And in, in pretty much, it's only in a message kind of personal meaning kind of a way like the song itself is a fine song but it's not like i, I dig it sonically as much as i dig it uh, attitudinally um so to speak so no that's fair i i think this i i think the video is really interesting especially visually and so i always dig when videos try to do different stuff yeah. and uh you know try to go for that try to be a little controversial i think that's fun but it's so funny i saw all the controversy before i watched the video because i didn't write on this mm-hmm. and um that was one of those moments where i'm like really like this is what we're getting all hot and bothered about, uh, but maybe that's because I didn't see the video beforehand. I don't know, but um, yeah. I think it's a cool video. I think it's fun. I just the song, uh, even for Lil Nas X, I think he's had better songs. And but I know what you're saying, message wise and all that. I mean, it's well, the, obviously there's something there. The video, okay. So when I give in to my old man tendencies, get off my lawn tendencies about some of the sexually explicit videos that we've talked about, where it's just like why are you doing this like i get it you can twerk like i get it you can show skin like but but why why are you you know what it's is not related to what you're singing about thank you that's what <laughs> i'm talking you're singing about gardening why are you twerking <laughs> in this, Look, this you is, gotta have fun while you're gardening, sure, gardening totally, very boring. Totally get it. but let me just let me just put this video out as an example of how to do it right this is a video that uses sexuality with a point with a message um, and, and for a very specific person, and you can see Lil Nas X, and he's talked about it, but you can see him personally, uh, d- literally in the context of the video, dealing with his demons, like dealing with some of what yeah, he's yeah, had yeah, to absolutely. deal with growing up, uh, with his sexuality and understanding who he is. And like, it's just, I, I was blown away by the metaphorical representations here. I know it's nothing, it's nothing super complex. It's a lot of it's right there on the surface, but a lot of it is kind of underneath that stuff with the, like the color scheme in the courtroom where he's wearing blue and pink, you know, just the idea of dealing with gender and what that means to him. And like, you know, uh, just what's expected of him and being judged for those things. Um, the idea of, you know, taking back, you know, this idea of going to hell for who he is and embracing who he is. Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I was, I was really impressed with, uh, just a lot of the stuff he's doing here. Uh, yeah, I was uh, going off what you're saying though. The one thing I thought about when I was watching this video is I thought back to old time road. Is it old time road? Old town road? What was that? I think it's you old town road. About. Yeah. But old town road. Yeah, I mean, I, that's fun, but it also, I was just also one of those things where you're like, it kind of felt gimmicky and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But now that I've seen, I've listened to more of his stuff, it doesn't seem gimmicky to me anymore. I mean, th- this guy's like, uh, he kind of reminds me of like Prince. Definitely. Because he's certainly. just, and, and not, they're very, they're not similar in musical style Correct. or anything, but it's or just. Or even talent. Like, I know some people would come back with the talent ex- thing. But exactly. Yeah. But it's just, it's just. Um, it's just expressing who they are, right? right. They just like they've got, you know. I don't know. There's just something about that that's very, or even Madonna, or mm-hmm. uh, sure, you yeah. know, uh, Lady Gaga. I mean, whoever you want to throw in that mix, uh, he. I think he's a much bigger and better artist than I initially gave him credit for. Even not really thinking the song is that great, and I don't think all the Prince's songs are great, but they're always interesting. There's always something going on that 
you know, draws me to them. And that's kind of what I feel like with Helm now. Uh, I have something I want to read uh, from him. Danae, do you want to give some thoughts on the video itself before we get into this? I wasn't sure what, you know, kind of you wanted to say about it. No, I think you guys covered a lot. By the way, the devil in this movie reminded me so much of Danae, the devil in the video. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, sure. Well, here's something I, I think <laughs> I people know. I devil. think people know this or notice this, but he plays every single role yeah. in this video. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. him. Yeah. And that I didn't notice it at first. I read about that it. That too is metaphorical. You know, he is his own demons. He is, you know, his own accuser. Um He's he's his own best lap dancer. Legit, mm-hmm. right? Like so uh I love the fact also that the Montero, that's his actual name. That's the name he, you know, grew up with. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and so he wrote this, uh, Dear 14-Year-Old Montero. This is from Little Lost X. I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised never to come out publicly. I know we promised never to be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret. But this will open doors for, uh, for many other queer people to simply exist. You see, this is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda. But the truth is, I am. The agenda to make people stay the F out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Sending you love from the future. NX. Mm -hmm. So I just I think there's something really deep, personal and beautiful uh, in this in the lyrics and in what he's doing here. There's some there's some uh, Greek and some Latin in here. Um, that that I wanted to talk about as well because the la- I think it's Greek on the tree. We even make a joke about it, like it's all Greek to me, which I thought was really really funny. Um, but that that is from uh, Plato's Symposium, and it says after the division of the t- of course uh, after the division, the two parts of man, <laughs> each desiring his other half. Uh, and there's a lot of this video that deals with duality and who are you and which part of you do you embrace. Um, so I thought that was beautiful. And then on the the um, floor in hell, there's some Latin. Uh, that says dominant uh, quote non intelligent, uh, and that means they condemn what they do not understand. And I just find all that stuff really meaningful. And I don't know. I just I was really impressed by this one. If you can't tell, so, I think that the symbolism cool. and the story and the purpose is impressive. And then when you go into the lyrics, of course, I don't relate to some of it. Not uh, like because it's about like what it's a lot of you know. Hey, we're gonna we're it's like it's like let's do drugs and fuck, <laughs> right? Is that kind of your interpretation well, of the lyrics? Well, uh, not really, not really. There's, there's on a superficial a, level. That's when, like, if you just read the lyrics and you're not looking at the visual, it's like, hey, hit me up. I'm in town. Let's party. Um, I want to shoot a baby in your mouth. You know, it's <laughs> the sexual. I'm not arguing the sexual stuff. The the substance stuff seems to me to be a warning more than like an embracing. Oh, interesting. The way it's, the way it's worded. But you're totally but right about I, the sexual. But what stuff. I'm saying is, not every uh, love story or every relationship song is going to be a wonderful love story. There's tragedy in trying to find like what you want to, the kinds of relationships that you want to have. And I think this is clearly showing that wild dance with the devil situation. Um, and one of the things I really loved about the symbolism that I can relate to as somebody who was raised around people who would tell you if you did certain things, you were going to go to hell is there's this element that I was like, yeah, I remember this feeling of, you know what, if I'm going to hell anyway, I'm going to go on my terms and I'm going to be the best me that I know how to be and fuck all y'all. Like, I'm just going to do my thing. And if you don't like me because you think I'm going to go to hell, just stop telling me about it. I'm going to do my own thing. 
And so I'm going to be the best person going to hell that you've ever met. So hi, you know, like kind of went like that. And I just, I felt that sort of rebellion and embracing that your own story. And so, yeah, there's parts of it that I really enjoyed uh, and parts of it that I'm like a little confused by, but that's okay. Yeah. Yep. But I love well, the message that he wrote to himself. That I, to uh, me means a ton. So, yeah. and I, I also, oh, I, oh, oh, sorry. I also no, really, no, like you're what, fine. I like what you said, Jonathan, about it being like a prince. Then Aaron kind of like you mentioning these other big artists who do like even Gaga who Bowie. does these Bowie really, would be another. Yeah. Um, I can completely see that because he's very uh, message and art driven. And I, I just I love watching artists like him create. I just think the small town road thing, it would be very easy to kind of look at that. If that had, I mean, cause you're, that's kind of one of those songs where it feels like this could be his only hit, you know, but then since he's had more hits, it's, you know, I, I was like, well, I, I should have, I guess seen, I don't know. I just didn't see that coming. That felt, I don't want to belittle that song or anything. I just, yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. right. That happens to a lot of artists. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm glad he was not a one hit wonder, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause he's very interesting. Uh, I think, I think you could read it either way on the substance thing. And I think that what he has said, uh, I read some stuff he had talked about was that when he comes into situations where there's substances, he always comes out the other side going, was that really beneficial and kind of not liking that part of himself. And so when he talks about it here, he says, baby, you live in the life you ain't living right. Cocaine and drinkings with friends. Like he's. He's the, oh, in, the, okay. in the first part, he's saying all that stuff is just it's not worth it. It's messing you up. But then in the second part, he also says um, uh, that he envies it a little bit like it goes into it with envy. So there is part of him that understands he still kind of wants to let loose in that mm-hmm. way, but that he always comes out the other side going, I don't think that's worth it. So yeah. that's how he's Something talked about, talk about it. But yeah. um, Barrett said Montero is a fun video and it's surprisingly deep. It's just in the lyrical content, but not just in, in the lyrical content, but also with imagery, lots of biblical and historical allusions here. Uh, allusions, not illusions, um, which I wouldn't expect from a video that is widely known for the main character dry humping Satan. <laughs> I knew I was going to knock some sins off, but I surprised myself at the end with how much I took off. This doesn't go up there with the greatest videos of all time or anything, but I appreciate that it's wholly unique. And I love, excuse me, that little Nas X has become so much more than the old town road guy. Also, uh, did I mention he dry humps Satan and then kills his ass? That's pretty fucking rad right there. Did Barrett work on either of the cinema sins this week? Uh, n- oh, no, it's too bad. So we're not we're not gonna get a callback. To <laughs> little yeah, think, no, no, no callbacks. No, no callbacks. callbacks. Are you drinking a Coke? Uh, no, this is tea. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't. Sorry, that's I okay. Just, that's that surprised me. So there's uh, gonna be a day, Aaron, where I'm just gonna have like ten things over here, and I'm just gonna hold <laughs> them up, and then just see how quickly it takes. Jonathan to go. Was that a Post-it note? <laughs> was that a, was that a stuffed animal? <laughs> Right now, I can't. Uh, all I can picture is Aaron reading Plato. That's all I got in my head. I got like his uh-huh. kids going, like, "Hey, Dad, can we watch the new episode of Mighty Ducks Game Changer?" He's like, "Hold on a second, I got to finish I this." Got to find out what happens in the cave. What happens in the cave? Uh, all right, let's get into the sins, shall we? Um, I I think I'll start this one off. The problem is that the main title for this song is in all caps. Pick a syntactical lane, modern pop music. My favorite, Bugs my favorite so MVS much. running gag is about the capital letters. Yeah, that narrator man. Uh, if Nas is gonna pull slide down to hell anyway, why'd he uh, why'd he even make most of the trip up to heaven? He gets this close to St. Peter, then he's all like, psych! <laughs> I just love the way that Barrett said psych. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Made me laugh quite a bit on that one. What did you guys have? Um, I'm pretty sure the foliage on these trees shouldn't look like used wads of great bubblelicious mm-hmm. was it's one true. I had. Fair enough. Uh, and then I also had, if you hump the devil in a music video, you have to have a sin assigned to you from a goofy YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, I wrote down, I'm not entirely sure whether angels have genitals or not, but if they do, Lil Nas <laughs> is looking right at the celestial being's junk. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move into Cinema Sins. Uh, Prince of Persia is uh, the first one, and this is a Jennifer's, uh Sins video. This is uh, Chris and Jennifer on this one. I don't uh, like it. You don't like it? Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chris and Danae, then. Chris and Danae. It's, oh, yeah, that's right. I knew it was Jennifer. Uh, so, Danae, you wrote on this one. So you watched Prince of Persia, huh? Danae, you did your job. You wrote on it. <laughs> what yeah, did you think I of it? Did. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. It was fun to sin. Yeah. Um, but as always, writing with Chris is an absolute joy. It's intimidating, like, isn't it? <laughs> He's so good. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, he always makes me step up my game a little bit. And I always yep. feel, and I've said this before, so I'm sorry, this is repetitive, but it's always true. I'll, I'll read something he writes and I'm thinking like, oh, that's a really good way of, of writing that from that perspective or thinking about it. So I, I've learned um, to kind of through his sins to question what we're doing mm-hmm. and what we're watching a little bit differently yeah. every time. And so I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this one, but it, it was, um it was interesting. I hadn't, I, first of all, I guys, there's an actor named Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Uh-huh, and I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> uh, but apparently this was one of those movies where he became like, like fangirly, like oh, people, people kind of liked him from, from this one. I was reading about that. He had, he had a nice little, Oh, Dustin following thing going on. What well, is from, interesting? Cause you don't think of him that way anymore or really, I mean, like, I don't know what else I would know him from. Well, I didn't even go look it up. I mean, I, I mean, obviously it, uh, he started with, uh, why is it slipping my brain? Jonathan, help me out. Okay. Talk about Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Broke, broke back mountain. That's not Donnie Darko. Don, Darko. That's what, yes. Donnie Darko. Thank you. We're not I mean, he talking was in... about the fucking bunny. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. That was the first thing I remember God. really seeing him and he was in stuff before that though. Like I mean, he was in stuff Sky. as a kid. Like, October you, Sky. You know, I love, I love October oh, Sky. I, October That's Sky. Fun. That was before yeah. Donnie Darko. So, no, I'm on I IMDB. Don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of glancing through to see. I, I've literally never seen any of these movies well, except so this is my first time to see jake gyllenhaal <laughs> he's incredible so he's Sid, such a great city actor. slickers which would have been the first movie i saw him in he plays billy crystal's oh kid. nice that's fun yeah but I, october I, sky was probably the first like starring role that i saw him in i'm just saying what you're saying is interesting danae about prince of persia because you don't think of jake gyllenhaal he's an attractive man but you don't think of him as like heartthrob like he had a heartthrob poster stage and i guess action adventure yeah like like prince of persia is pretty much the only example of that for him uh spider-man uh yeah i guess well okay i'm sorry i i guess i'm just thinking like big budget like where he's like I mean, I don't know. This feels like they were trying to, like, he was trying his hand at becoming like a a big box off, like a right, big movie, yes, like, like you a, know, do yeah. the summer movie star kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, it just it didn't really make a lot of money. And but he obviously he's not had an issue getting work, and I, it's probably good. Maybe it's good that this didn't do as well yeah. because we wouldn't have. Maybe we don't get Nightcrawler. Right. Totally. Today, you know? um, what did uh, Chris have to say? Chris said, "Prince of Persia is a video game adaptation that feels maybe a few years too late." 
The first game came out in 89 and the Sands of Time game came out in 03. The movie ends up coming out in 2010. I think most of the issue I have with this movie is the time traveling dagger. Super agree with you, Chris. Tamina, the movie's female lead, could use it to save her city, but decides not to. I have to tell you guys. So when I got the combination script and I read the sin that was like, yeah, maybe she should have used this to save her own city. My comment was holy shit. <laughs> like it was one of those things I hadn't thought of. Um, but yeah. <laughs> nice. I guess only a guy can use it. I don't know. Um, it's not even considered, he continues. And even worse, no one even asks why she didn't use it so uh, that the movie can give us some bullshit explanation. Several times in this movie, someone has a dagger filled with time traveling sand and gets in a bad situation and doesn't use it. Um, <laughs> the mythology around the dagger also bothers me. The gods were going to destroy humanity, but one little girl prayed to them. So they decided not to do it. And also... Here's the gift of time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I also really enjoyed when I got the script and read that was like, oh my God, that's so true. It is one of the, um, oh, is, is there more? There's more, but you can go no, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, uh, he says, the movie also creates unnecessary sprawl by locating a giant source of time traveling sand underneath the city of Element, but the dagger itself was um, forged in a completely separate area, far away in a hidden temple, and when they decide that it's best that no one has the dagger and they want to return it, there are insanely made up on the spot rules. Returning the dagger means that whomever is protecting it dies. Look, if the gods are going to spare me and give me a time traveling dagger, then there should be no punishment for returning the dagger. Every time someone comes up with an idea concerning this dagger, Tamina is there to bring up some rules she hasn't brought up before. Only the protector can return the dagger kind of a thing. Everything about this dagger is annoying. Also, if you want your movie to have a surprise bad guy, you can't cast Ben Kingsley as <laughs> someone who's rarely in the movie for the first hour. And honestly, we really think very little of people who lived back in these olden days. <laughs> the fact that Jake Gyllenhaal can't be the killer should easily be figured out by everyone around him. By killing the king, he has no right to the throne. He's not the next in line. The supposed killing happens in public as if someone wanting to off the king would do so. This uh, would do it this way. He is known for being bad about remembering gifts and his brother gave him the later poisoned robe to give to their father. The brother should have put two and two together pretty quickly. That's the thing I love about writing with Chris. He's like, he's really good at going, this plot doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm sort of in it and buying it and, and almost justifying away these sorts of things. He has a way of questioning it and grounding it in reality that I really appreciate. Yeah. We haven't talked about our experience with it. Have you seen this movie, Aaron? This is a movie I have definitely seen i know for a fact i've seen this movie but it did not stick with me at all <laughs> yeah it, it's been long enough that i couldn't tell you any of the scenes or anything that happened in this movie other than i just watched the sins video i know more i remember more about going to see it than the movie itself because my wife is a huge sex in the city fan huge mm -hmm. and i'm not like i watched the show with her and i never really got into it but she was nice enough not to make me go to the movies, but she still wanted to go see the movies. And we were on vacation both times they came out. So Sex and the City, the first one, I went and watched uh, 
whatever that the Indiana Jones and the I, I'm sorry, what's the crossover for Sex and the City to this one? Is he in I'll, Sex and the City? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, they oh. both got released the same weekend. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so we go to the theater together because we're out of town. She goes and sees a Sex and the City movie. I go see something else. So this was the weekend Sex and the City two came out. I went and saw Prince of Persia. So I we were at Disney too. So I'm 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 like in a Disney theater watching a Disney movie. Like I felt like such a just I was like. <laughs> A marketing ploy, but um, I and I, I, but yeah, I watched this video and I'm like, I do not remember anything that happened in this movie at all. The only thing I remember was that people were making. I mean, this is early days, so this is even, you know, I guess is this pre Twitter, right after Twitter? I don't know, but uh, people were complaining at the time. I remember somewhat about uh, Gyllenhaal playing a Persian, but I mean, sure. two minutes into the movie, you find out he's not a Persian. He was right. <laughs> right? He was adopted or something. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember because I remember watching and going like people clearly have not seen this movie that are complaining. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, I thought it was I remember at the time I thought it, I think I thought it was OK. I didn't really think. But clearly I just it I've never watched it again. And I didn't rem- I could, didn't even remember uh, who was in it. Me like, I forgot Ben Kingsley was in it. Yeah, totally. I'm, so. I'm totally with you. What a forgettable film. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it says a lot. Uh, let's get into the sins. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you start us off right on? Um Seems like their most trusted general would have more tactics than just attacking <laughs> head on. I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you should. You also should be hiding, being the most <laughs> wanted man and all. <laughs> uh, kind of sounds like you're just making shit up now. Was hilarious and uh, sucking the upper lip was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that fucking kiss, man! I was. I have never been uncomfortable watching an on scene kiss before. Like that I remember, of uh-huh. course, that doesn't say a lot about me because I don't remember things. That on-scene kiss was so uncomfortable. I literally <laughs> took a screenshot of it. It's kind of gross. So, I mean, it was so like the the actress, uh, the actor that's playing Tamina. It's like they go in for a kiss and then all of a sudden she just absorbs his entire <laughs> from the bottom lip all the way up the top lip to his nostril. I... It is it was, it is and was just the most confusing decision. <laughs> I remember vividly. Uh, Here, I have a screenshot of it. I'm going to show Gemma, you. It's Gemma Archerton. Is the, uh, she was also in Murder Mystery, oh, okay. which we talked about on this show a while back. I remember vividly um, a girlfriend in uh, like my freshman year of high school. Oh, yeah, because you were the kissing band. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, look at and- that. <laughs> look at that. No, like, you said that before. You said something about you kissed a lot of no, people. No, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing at uh, Danae popping the picture up on the screen on an audio-only oh. podcast. But I yes. Look who's getting distracted that now. Is, that is how uncomfortable. I was like, I. Yeah. this has to be talked about on BTS. If nothing, if there's no other reason than to watch Prince of Persia, it is for the kiss because I just need to know how people feel about it. So She's it, kissing the mustache. So I can't. I can't remember. Her name was probably Jennifer because I, I pretty much only dated Jennifers uh, in high school. Um, and your best friend is Jennifer. And my best friend is Jennifer and my wife is Jennifer. So, you know, it's it certainly was a popular name. But anyhow, I remember the first time we kissed, she swallowed my face and like jammed <laughs> her tongue like back to my tonsils. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, so people do this when they kiss? Like I was just like, what is happening to my face right now? Like. So I, um, I vividly remember the first time someone attacked me with their kiss, and it's just it's the weirdest thing. Uh, high especially school if you've kissing never is the before. worst. By the way, uh, I remember I bit this girl's lip, and I realized it 
right when it happened, but I didn't know how to like back out of it. So, <laughs> so you did it again to pretend like it I was just, intentional. I just left it. I just left the situation the way it was until we were done, and uh, she never talked to me, which is fair. Fair totally enough. Fair, fair enough. Uh, I mean, there's there there's th- that's one thing. That's like first kisses, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, that's this the uncomfortable, to, right? Yeah. These are trained professionals, right? Who are taught how to do on-screen kisses, and I just. She literally hoovers his face <laughs> mm-hmm. into her mouth. Yep. You can see it happening. <laughs> Just she's. Oh, anyway. Yeah. No. So. She was also in. Uh, she was in Clash of the Titans, which uh, I think the first one came out around this time. Uh, the remake, obviously, not the eighty-one one. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted your sins. Also, sucking the upper lip. So. Yeah. No, that was uh, done. That was my last one. Oh, okay. Uh, that was that was that was hilarious. So you wrote that one. Yeah, I was so disturbed by that, like genuinely <laughs> and completely disturbed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had several of those as well. Also, uh, people watching this movie in the Middle East certainly didn't think this is all that far away. I really think it's a great observation <laughs> and just, you know, just how central we are uh, to ourselves. Uh, oh, sure. As if you rode all the way out here without knowing your brother was missing. What is this? Thrown Alone? Throne um, Alone was good. Throne Alone is a great joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the character says, that's our way in. And the narrator says, through the door? You don't say. <laughs> great. <laughs> there was also a great you think sin in this. In this or was that? Oh, my God. That might be enchanted. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, that's when we release our videos. Whatever they lack in beauty, <laughs> they make up for in fighting spirit. <laughs> hey, that's our staff. <laughs> Okay, that is certainly one. <laughs> that that's is a, totally fair. That's one where when I wrote it, I left a note for Chris. I was like, I'm just being dumb. And and then I'm like, oh, it's going in. Okay. It's great. No, it's great. It's hey, totally. Look, I, have a, I have a podcast body. That's I'm good. Okay yeah, we've all got pod bods, you know, so <laughs> we're okay. Uh, let's see. And then, um, but now they can grab a long pokey thing and drag the key to them pretty easily. <laughs> Take the key with you or swallow it like a real man. Uh, loved that. And then when he's licking the arrow tip in the sin is simply blow an arrow. Uh, uh yeah. Just beautiful. Just beautiful mm-hmm. word work there. Yeah. Danae, what There's were some others? There are sometimes when you're writing a sin and you're like, I know that my writing partner is going to have something better or I hope. Uh-huh. And then I read that from Chris and I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the only one that should have ever made sense. Yep. <laughs> um, I really love the when he points out like, and then the camera gets drunk for a second. I just I laughed really hard. Mm-hmm. I I every single time I read and saw in the edit the fuck this urn, I laughed again. I just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just such a funny moment, like a little like fuck this urn. Uh. I laughed again whenever I was reviewing it because I'm a simple, I'm a simple person. Um, I really liked Jeremy's delivery of the, oh no, the very important item dangling from your person. Just Mm -hmm. his lackluster delivery on that one. Um, I wanted to point out that uh, I I wrote a sin about um, uh, the safely smuggling thing and the guy that's just chart. He, the princess gives the dagger to someone to like get out of the city when it's being attacked. He doesn't go to the tunnels to escape. He gets on a horse and literally goes, make way, make way and charges into the battle. And then of course loses the dagger. And so kind of like making fun of this and I call him a chuckle fuck. And um, the reason that I brought that one up is because uh, in the notes, Jeremy was, or Chris says, uh, chuckle fuck is used far too little. <laughs> like we need to use that more. <laughs> this needs to make a comeback. So that nice. was really fun. 
Um, and I really liked Jeremy's delivery of the, uh, the king is alive. It's a ghost. Someone's messing with the king's dead body. And he's immediately caught and executed. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of fun ones, but I really enjoyed the outtakes. I wanted to talk a little bit about those mm -hmm. just briefly because I had two weird things happen to me when mm -hmm. I was watching the movie. One was when Dustin is like standing before he does this, those epically strange dives. And I just had this weird thing in my mind. I heard Bugs Bunny's voice and I didn't know. <laughs> it was just the sound of Bugs Bunny. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I just wrote down research Bugs Bunny and turns out I must have seen this when I was a kid or something. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, it's the high, blah, blah, blah. So that was weird because I didn't That's know awesome. where that came from. And then when he's writing on the paper and the whisper is like, me and Mon talk. I also, all I had was I'm like, I'm like, oh, somebody whispers something in a movie. That'd be really funny if he was like writing a note and whispering it to himself. And I just literally typed in, whispers in movie and started watching tons of YouTube videos <laughs> until I finally came across the meet me in Montauk. I'm like, that's what I heard in my imagination. <laughs> so it took me way too long on both of them, but I was weird. I had a weird experience of them being in my subconscious. So neat. that is interesting. Uh, yeah. It's also interesting that we have an entire outtake probably in this episode of another example of you having things in your conscious that just come <laughs> out. <true>. And <laughs> you oh my just don't God, know where it comes true. from. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and the last thing I want to mention is the fun bonus round. Yeah, <laughs> the jumping bonus round. It's good he stuff. He really jumps a lot in this. There's a lot of jumping. Lots of jumping indeed. And needed to be sinned. Uh, let's move on to Enchanted. This is an Aramie uh, script. This is uh, Jeremy and I uh, doing Enchanted. Um, Do you want me to read his uh, thoughts on the movie? Oh, did he get some in? What did he say? Yeah. Um, I hate it. <laughs> the movie is surprisingly casually racist at times and ends up being the very thing it thinks it's making fun of. Those are all fair points. I don't think I I don't think he liked this movie that no, much. No, no, no. He he did not. He did not. I, there was some there was some <laughs> uh comments in the comments and on Twitter about think uh think Jeremy put a little oomph in his narration on this one. <laughs> like a, like a little bit of a Pete's Dragon situation going on here. Um yeah, he Had he never seen it before? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he'd ever seen it before. I know I had seen it before and thought it was just fine and kind of fun and clever and that kind of thing and then watching it again, um it's not great. It's not great in a lot of ways and uh that's that's going to happen. Things age poorly. So, yeah. I don't even know um, how many times I've seen this movie. <laughs> I bet. Um, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> my daughter liked watching this and I, and I completely understand why, but I mean, I'm not, I, I, I like it overall. I think at this point, I mean, I don't, I don't really particularly ever want to watch it again just because I've seen it like a couple hundred times or at least parts of it. But, um, but I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, maybe I just missed stuff or maybe I was just watching it through my daughter's eyes. So I, maybe I, you know, so it was kind of surprising seeing some of the stuff that was mentioned in the video and it seemed very fair. So yeah. yeah. Amy Adams is excellent though. Oh, she oh is my gosh. so good in this I movie. Her. She is so good. I think so this is good. the first time I fell in love with her because I have seen this one. Yay! Yes. Um, yeah. And I remember watching it and being delighted by it because I'm used to this kind of Disney-esque story mm -hmm. and- um, so, and, you know, just kind of buy into it and play along. It was long before, you know, questioning whatever I was, I was seeing, but I did see it. And I remember just loving her. Oh, and also Grey's Anatomy, hunky boy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it has that going I for think, it. I think, um, all of a sudden I forgot his name. Uh, the, the prince yeah. got 
Oh, um, uh, yeah, he him too. He's in X Men movies. Marston, God, yeah. James Martin. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. James Marston. I, 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 I'd never seen him do something like this. So mm-hmm. I thought he was actually quite good, and you know, being the being uh, what what are the O for whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, this might have been like Amy Adams had been in other things I had seen, like Talladega Nights and stuff. But this was the first thing like I was like, oh, she, I like her. Who is she? You know, so because. But anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, she's easily the best part about it. I I do like the musical number. Uh, which you guys did not seem to, but um, the one in the park. <laughs> uh, what's interesting about that musical number, and what we sin, uh, right? I think rightfully so, is yeah, that yeah. this isn't that kind of musical really anywhere else. Um, you know, it's it's just once you're in the real world, mm-hmm. real world things are supposed to be taken for granted, but then all of a I sudden know, there's but... a big musical. That's what we're sinning about it. As far as performance and fun, like yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty amazing. I don't know. I just like that idea. I feel like somebody had that. Like, what would happen if they were in the mm-hmm. real world yeah, and the totally. musical number happened? Totally. And I just, I thought that was that was pretty interesting for me. But no, yeah. I think it's also wild that Adina Menzel is in this movie and she, yeah. she doesn't sing. And then she pretty much has the same. She's called on to do another like uh, turn the fairy tale trope on its head movie with Frozen. So yeah, that was a great sin too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like int- the let it go sin. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting stuff. Um. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've all said our piece. I, you know, I um, I'm ready to head into the sins. Uh, Danae, you want to kick us off? Yeah, that's part of what I do. Um, discount Bambi without the lips. Uh, there are at least three things he won't be able to do that I was really looking forward to, and then the weight. I just thought of another one. Um, I mean, this is great. <laughs> I wrote down so many. I have so many. I loved the sins video so much. Um, she says, oh my gosh, instead of, oh shit, my fucking tailbone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. No, uh, uh, yes. And New York city pedestrian traffic is heavy. No, it cannot literally pick up a ca- and carry a person like ants do with potato chips. Mm-hmm. That, that was a wonderful, um, <laughs> then if you jump on my car in traffic, I will get out and beat the shit out of you with my pile iron. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that might have been like the most Jeremy sent ever, right, assuming yeah. he wrote it. Yes, yes, exactly. There, I wrote down so many. Go for I it. Humbly, I, I humbly yeah. submit that no type of soap or cleaner would be sufficient if it's applied by literal rats' asses. <laughs> Just the humbly submitting. God. And then the rats passing off dishes to pigeons. <laughs> this is like a disease assembly line. But we're all supposed to be happy and shit. I'd, so that scene where he walks Ooh. in on her though is hilarious mm-hmm. and oh she's got God. like all the animals and stuff mm-hmm. um the you can't put on a chef's hat and go around inspecting dishes maybe at an applebee's but not a fine dining one the uh g-spot uh college girlfriend joke got me because it ends with um yes my college girlfriend's g-spot was in the same place impossible to find i promise you and then lots of people have tried <laughs> Can I just say that is a combine uh, or an addition? It, that last sentence, let's just say, wasn't there in the original writing, and then uh, I suggested it, and Jeremy said, "Yep, there's the joke." Uh, so, so yeah. and then the last one I wrote down is just one I genuinely appreciate because I think there have been many times I've written something and I just I'm so angry with it, and this was I, I've seen Jeremy like write his hatred jokes m- multiple times, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is probably the most I've seen because I don't remember Pete's Dragon. I know that one's pretty epic, but like. This one for me is kind of like at the top of the list. The whole, this movie has broken me. I'm done. It could eat a dick, a bag of dicks, the world's biggest dick, mm-hmm. a dick of frozen, like what did it say? <laughs> the dick of a frozen mastodon. 
<laughs> just and then it just keeps going and i'm like yeah this is some good shit <laughs> i i felt this before when i've watched a movie and mm-hmm. so yeah i just felt i felt validated probably when you were watching love actually i mean this sounds kind of like the same that thing that movie can eat a dick yeah yeah anyway i wrote down a lot sorry Go no ahead. no you're good jonathan what do you got uh guys there's a pizza at the table eat the fucking pizza <laughs> yeah that was so that funny. felt like a very aaron joke it was and, aaron Sen, and I mean. let me just say as angry as jeremy is at this movie i am as angry at them sitting there with that pizza on the table and not eating it <laughs> that pizza that, looked good that too. makes no sense your pizza you wait for your pizza to get to the table so that you can eat it and they're all just sitting there like there's no pizza at the table like you know oh. it's oh i just i was infuriated that looked good too i might have to get pizza for lunch mm. by the way yeah now that we're talking yeah uh the pop-up books in and i agree pop-up books are the fucking worst <laughs> having had i've i've broken a few uh-huh uh it which made my daughter laugh hysterically so i guess it was all in for good but uh, no one turns off the daughter's lance. I don't know why <laughs> that got me, but uh, I, um, my daughter is like my. I, I it has it's two different things because that was the dad forgetting too. But my daughter basically the upstairs is all hers, mm-hmm. and um, I've never once gone up there after she's left and there's not at least three lights on. <laughs> so lights and doors, man. Lights and doors. Oh kids God. don't well, understand got them. Four kids. I know. Oh kids God. don't understand them. It's like, do, what? What are you supposed to close the door? Why would you ever close the like, door? Why would you even have this many lights on in the first right. place? Like it's all. It's all. It's like it's daytime. Like it's. It's the most confusing thing ever. Uh, six old ass white couples dancing to island music. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved the use of waltzes. Uh, that this waltz is on for some time. I thought was a perfect mm. uh, placement of that kind of sin. And say what you want about Disney, but stringing up a chickmunk cr- crucifixion style <laughs> in a closet is definitely a choice. <laughs> yeah. It and is. I just want to say the uh, the third mouse from the right uh, reminded me of Danae. Oh, so, nice. Um, Good to know. Good to know. I had a joke for Prince of Persia and forgot about it. I was going to say <laughs> Alfred Molina reminded me of Danae. Mm, but. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> definitely can see that. <laughs> Uh, amazing, Sire. Your 10th troll this month. Things my minions say to me while reading our comment section somehow ends up in the script. Uh, we shall be married in the morning. And then the sin is just Ross Geller. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Uh, why are these the only animals in New York that came? Where are the stray dogs, the cats, the police horses, the ants, the snakes, mm-hmm. the sewer gators? And then ending it with Gondor has called for aid. Rohan must it's so answer. It's not, a, it's not okay to say sewer gators, by the way. That's not fun. Okay. I fair l- enough. Liter- they exist. Literally, literally was like, I have to stop writing down sins that I enjoy. <laughs> like, I cannot write anymore. <laughs> uh, the whole thing, we haven't talked about the fact that she, like, knows nothing about this world, but all of a sudden during mm-hmm. the cleaning song knows exactly what a vacuum cleaner is and a yeah. shower drain is and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Uh, you leave Amy Adams alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I did like the uh, the princess in the streets plumber in the song sheets uh, reference I thought was really good. Uh, so there you go. There is Enchanted uh, and we have Somebody made it through. my wild... Wait, wait. No. <laughs> ah, ah. I really like that one too where it's like why aren't there any dogs? Why aren't yeah. there any cats? Why is it all these? Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's just funny. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's move on to keeping tabs. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, Every time I try to talk, wow! Is this how Aaron feels when we're okay? We're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com/bts. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're each going to talk about something from the writing process that we want to bring out. Danae wants to go first because she's waving her finger around. What do you got? Wiggly wag, wiggly wag. Okay, I can finally talk about fucking ostriches. Let me tell you, you about You can talk about search. doing what to ostriches? No, 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 no. <laughs> God, fuck. Oops. <laughs> okay. So I, oh my God. Okay. So, so I went to, uh, I was thinking about, Hey, ostriches are birds. Fowl is a word that goes with birds. Mm-hmm. Can I do some sort of fowly pun, uh-huh. which I'm terrible nice. at puns. Nice. There was one of those like, in Enchanted. Look it up. I'm going to look it up. So I was, are ostriches fowls was my first mm-hmm. like Google search. Um, and then you know how, so, so I took a screenshot of it. Uh, of my search just for so my screenshot uh is is an ostrich a fowl they and do then, taste like chicken and so then i learned about like what is the meaning of fowls da, 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 and then it kind of keeps going down and it shows you as we all know on a google search other searches that have been done mm-hmm. before yes yeah <laughs> so it's suggested it goes, searches are ducks birds or fowls mm-hmm. can an ostrich kill a lion <laughs> it's a good one and then, then and then the next one is how many hearts does an ostrich have 
and it goes on like, you know, what do you they do if you uh, what do you do if an ostrich chases you? What's mm-hmm. special about mm-hmm. them? Can they outrun a horse? Do they have some stomachs? And then like, how many hearts? Do, like, what does ostrich taste like? But I was really like, wait, what do you mean hearts? And so I did a really quick search, and the when you do a quick click of the how many hearts does an ostrich have? It's so deceiving. Um, I, I guess my I guess my search. Did not. That's how Danae got to the porn site. That's her excuse. <laughs> yeah. I clicked. Yeah. We're going to get to the porn in a second. Um, so it says, you know, the big like response, eight hearts, eight hearts from a healthy male ostrich were obtained from the slaughter house immediately after slaughter. Uh, and I was like, what? They have oh, eight hearts? Oh, you tweeted hearts? about this. So, so you, I tweeted about it because yeah. the idea of course here is like, you should never just look at the answer that Google is giving you mm-hmm. as the final answer because this was a study that was done where they harvested eight hearts from eight ostriches, but the answer is so deceiving. So for probably 15 minutes, I'm like, they have eight hearts? <laughs> <laughs> like, where would they all go? Like, Holy shit, why? And then I was thinking about like, do how many hearts do other animals have? And so I was flipping my shit for a hot minute nice. trying to figure out that. So that was kind of a fun, uh, they don't have eight hearts. It's just, you have to click and learn about what these sites are telling you or don't click. Um, there were also other searches. Uh, what? How much is an egg worth? Can they kill a lion? Came up a couple of times. They have a really powerful kick. So mm-hmm. technically, yes, if they kick you, they could kill you, including a lion, I suppose. And then it goes to what's the deadliest animal in the world. And so that was another kind of little fun thing. Mm. Uh, do you guys want to guess the most from the list, uh, according to CNET, the animal that kills the most humans every year? The animal that kills the most? That's the mosquito. How do you know that? How would you? I mean, it's just because of disease. Uh, that's really <laughs> smart. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize for knowing the answer. Wow. That uh, was really, no, you should be really proud of yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. Sometimes I feel like wow. I am proud of myself, but then I'm also really ashamed that I know all these Why? stupid That's little things. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> okay, like... okay, 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 okay. What's number two? Come on, smart man. Uh, I don't know number two. I just know that the mosquito is the the top mosquito killer of humans. Mosquito is top. Yeah. yeah. Number two is humans. Yeah, that makes sense. No, number three, snakes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you know. Um, I do have one more that I researched just really quickly because I was concerned about the animals being properly taken care of in this movie. There is, and I know it's movie magic, but there's this scene where there are horses charging full speed through rocky terrain, which is very dangerous for horses. <laughs> like, sure, they have they have little weak, they have little ankles, guys. Like one wrong rock, and they're just like broken, right? So I was a little bit God. concerned, and so there is a website called uh, uh, humanehollywood.org. Uh, the tagline being no animals were harmed. And you can actually go and look up all these different movies to learn what happened. And there were animal deaths in the movie, but they are all ones that uh, were for uh, special circumstances uh, that were deemed to be appropriate, like um, the normal way that animals just can die naturally. Uh, So there was, uh, there was all that. So interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of like wow. I kind of like being able to go to this website. Um, but yeah, they, they have a rating of special circumstances for this movie. Uh, and then I got to read. It's really, I was really interested in this. Like throughout the film, mules, goats, camels, horses, and other background animals are seen milling about. And then they tell how it happened. They, they, they explain 
how they were milling and how they made it work. Um, that they, and then it explains their climate conditions and the handlers that were there and stuff. Um, and when they were close to each other and, and the stunt riding and all this stuff, it's like, uh, and all that. So then it says for the desert scenes, animals were allowed only allowed to walk or run on paths of firm sand. Um, and for stream scenes, the water was shallow and the ground was cleared of hazards. The snow was fake. Sandstorms and stuff were fake. So they did all that stuff. And then there was camera angles to look, make it look like horses were stepping directly into the fire, for example. So, um, of course I didn't think that. Um, and then they talk about the ostriches and how the ostriches were kept How safe. they protect all so. eight of their hearts. Mm-hmm. All yeah. eight of them are all, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, um, just to, to reassure everyone, the snakes were not real. They were CGI. Though. Good, because they kill. Nice. The thir- they're the third most killer animal. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about a possible you done messed up AA Ron. Uh, the impossible. The impossible helicopter stunt that I fully admit I did not research, that I didn't go all Mythbusters on. Uh, it's just my eyes weren't going to believe it. Uh, I did know that that it has been done in planes before, that people have caught like uh, free-falling people in planes. Um, and some people in the comments were saying they've done it with helicopters. I still cannot find uh, proof that they have done this with helicopters. Um, it just it seems to me that would be very, very dangerous with those sp- spinning blades. <laughs> I, I still found it. Aaron... Aaron said he did not agree, so I took the scent out. But uh, there's that one part where the guy's like knocked out or whatever, and is not is no longer, or the, he grabs the guy off the helicopter and he's no longer attached to him with a cord. And Batrock's just holding the guy in midair, and I thought that was actually kind of impossible too. But Aaron said he thought you'd be able to do that. But man, I don't, rem- I don't know, I don't remember that that scene. Um, but it was a well when they first when they first go out, he's uh, what did they call that? It's not. It's not bungeed. He's um, you know, he's tied to him. He's got he's got like a cord around him. The guy that the guy that they kidnapped. Okay. They've got him like harnessed. Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go to that other helicopter. And then when they have to jump out of that one because, you know, dude's coming, mm-hmm. he's no longer harnessed. Dude's just holding him. Oh. And and so I but but you and I think you're right. I think you're right. I was just thinking it would be he wouldn't be able to stay mobile. I don't know. Right, but I don't yeah. know how those flying yeah. suits work and stuff. But yeah, I think I think whatever we said there was justified. Oh, it was fu- you know either no matter what it was, it's you know it's yeah. it's for the uh, for the entertainment factor. Yeah. But um, hey, you guys go prove that can be done. Actually, please don't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do not try this at home. Let's but anyway, so out. possibly I mean some people in the comments seem pretty convinced. I have not been able to find proof, but um, still seems impossible to me. But I thought I'd mention that. Um, Jonathan, what do you got? I will before this, though, I guess Danae shared a picture of us in Slack because Barrett just literally asked if I dyed my hair. So. <laughs> I did. I took a screenshot when we were talking about your red hair, and I was I like... Did not, <laughs> I did not dye my hair. <laughs> Anyways, um, I didn't really do anything. I, I guess I just basically got... I did Mighty Ducks and Captain America this week. I, I wrote on them. I didn't do them. I don't know. But um, I, uh, I just kind of, um, I guess reacquainted myself with with those with those stories and whatnot um i will say though after we were just talking about um i guess it was enchanted uh, i did look up are there sewer alligators (laughs) and um yeah there are so now i'm really now i'm really terrified uh you're welcome and not even just in new york like pittsburgh apparently had an incident and it's just like god 
Yeah. Damn it. I don't want to be near a sewer now. People, now I have to be uh, afraid of sewers. People buy baby gators as pets uh, from, you know, uh, exotic And why would pets. you buy a baby gator? And people want... Because they're so cute when they're little. Exotic oh, pets or whatever, and then they get yeah. too big, and so they, they get rid of them. Poor, and that sucks. I feel bad for the gators. Yeah, now they're course. stuck in a nasty yeah, sewer instead of like being in their own like water that well, they could you, be in. You'll be happy to know it's not a common thing. It just no, has no, no. happened It's definitely once not a twice. common <laughs> thing, but I but I I knew it's an urban legend, and yes. most urban legends are steeped in some reality. So I figured, but I just I wish I hadn't done the research. <laughs> well, apologies. <laughs> no, 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 it's not your fault. <laughs> All right, I, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to talk about a comment from the week's videos or Discord or Twitter or wherever we find it. Um, I mentioned I had several. I have mentioned most of them already. Uh, I did want to say that uh, I am I am sad that none of us thought of this, but it's probably because I hadn't seen Mighty Ducks in a long time, but Phoenix Brian says uh, Gordon is now a cake eater in the uh, the new Mighty Ducks uh, TV show. That is an insult from the original Mighty Ducks. They call each other cake eaters, and now oh. he's literally eating old birthday cakes in the show. By the way, that was also oh. funny. That was also funny to me when he was like, "How old?" She's like, "I don't know, seven years old." No, the cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every time you see him, he's just eating cake. <laughs> so love that. And then I also wanted to mention SCP says, uh, just waiting for the pod bot. It's the new dad bod t-shirts, hoodies, and sweaters. Uh, also available in double XL. Uh, so there you nice. go. Pod bot is the new dad bod. Love it. I'd wear one of those. I'd definitely wear one of those. Um, today, why don't you go next? I have a podcast body. Well, I'm gonna. we're going to go over a lot of comments. Are you ready? Here we go. This one is from um, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, guys. We continue to just inch closer oh. and closer to 100 reviews. So thank you for doing that. I it thought does you meant like Apple stats. Podcasts said something about us. Yes, yes. <laughs> the so the um, owner of Apple uh, listens to our show. <laughs> um, the title of it is Perfect Compliment to the Sins Universe Videos. Oh, my. Uh, says, do you know how long it took me to figure out how to review? Like way too long for any other podcast. I probably would have given up, but I per persevered because behind the scenes, the podcast that deserves my reviewing effort, hearing about the writing process is always interesting and often hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Aaron, Jonathan, and Danae are wonderful. And I'm always eager to listen to their takes. If you're not listening to BTS, you're only getting half the story. So that's from Lost Lemon, and thank you nice. Um, nice. for listening. I think I see that you're in Canada, so ahoy. Lost Lemon? Yeah. Did you just say ahoy? Yeah. Isn't that like a ship thing? I don't care. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, and then uh, there's some, there's other ones that we haven't got to there yet, but I wanted to um, pop into <clears throat> Discord and with Lolly saying, oh, my God, please make sure someone clips Danae's Double the Fun song from the outtake from last week for the best of BTS compilation. Just a reminder, you guys can send in your uh, favorite BTS moments, and then we do a compilation eventually. We're so coming up on year two. We're so. coming up on it. Yeah. What episode number is this? Well, this is like 94 or 93. I, was say, I think it's 93. Close, yeah. We're getting close to 100, yep, right? Yeah, we're getting close to 100 and close to uh, our second year. So, yeah. That'll be 104, I guess. Uh, technically, if we've done one a week, it should be, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I well, I'm trying to think if we've missed a week. I don't think we have. Uh, these chips are good. Well, I don't know if these chips are good week is an official that, numbered episode. Yeah, we, so, those two I don't weeks, think we counted that one. Sucked. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I finally yeah. got a good mic. Supposedly, I have better internet now, too, because they replaced our modem yesterday. Nice. So. Nice. Um, I also just want to say, uh, as I was going through some of the ones that we haven't talked about on um, the Apple Podcast reviews, um, there's, there's some people who are like completists and they'll go back and listen to every single episode of BTS and they're catching up right now as new listeners. So I'm <laughs> wow. sorry. Well done. Good job. Um, I hope you're continuing. To I'm always like, I'm sure we did. I'm sure. Well, I mean, you and you and Aaron are, were podcast uh, veterans. So I'm sure I didn't sound like an idiot the first like five or six episodes, but I'm not going to go back and find out. So. <laughs> Danae and I have been rocking the pod bod for years and years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it shows on the scale. Just, just say that. That's it. Uh, Jonathan, what do you got? Uh, well, one thing, and we didn't talk about, and, well, and, and I didn't mention it because I wanted to talk about it in the comments, but in the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, video, the last, I think it's the last sin, right, is where we make the joke about, uh, we make the comment about they de-aged Kurt Russell. Yes, yeah. And stuffed yeah. him in a Captain America suit because, yeah. for those that don't know, Wyatt Russell is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, and he is what... He's I just did Kurt not Russell's get that. Son? I did oh, not get oh. that. I remember reading, they'd be like, I don't yeah. get this one. And then you told me, and I was like, what? And I think I told you I'm fighting for this one, right? I was yeah, like, well, I think you thought <laughs> that was, I wanted to cut it. It was one but of those I was things. Actually, I was asking for clarification, just well, like, I hey, I, wanna, I want in sins. on the joke. And then like, and, and Jonathan came at me. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just, I was trying to figure out something to do, and that's what came to me. It's I, perfect. It's, not like, it's, it's great. It's, it's so good. But anyway, so I wrote that sin, and and I knew this was gonna happen. But I thought it was funny because somebody actually commented. I think that they like that we always take off sins or something. Mm-hmm. And then there were a bunch of replies on there. And one of the replies was from comics fan who said, "Yeah, but some of their sins are questionable at best. Like the last sin about using CGI to de-age Kurt Russell when everyone knows it's his son playing." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and I for I mean I could not I, I, I could not believe that was real. That I, I could not. I, I know. Like I'm like that person has to be trolling. Like that's. I actually replied, "That's a joke," and then I deleted it like 30 seconds later. Yeah. I was like, oh e- either God. he's troll, either he's doing it on purpose, or either way, it's yeah. Just, there's no point, but I just I I figured it would happen. I only saw one though, uh, but yeah, we know that's White Russell, and <laughs> yeah, uh, or, yeah, that is know. the joke. I I super knew that <laughs> In, already. Insert insert that's the joke meme here. Oh, I will say too on Twitter though, since you guys are reading multiple comments, uh, we got a really nice tweet from uh, I guess it's Rye Brown hashtag B. Uh, it's at Knowledge Three Z Power is the at. And uh, they were replying, I think Spotify just asked, who are your favorite podcasts? And uh, she put CinemaSin, Sincast. I love those guys. They make my week every week. Promote them on your browse suggestions. And then she also uh, tagged all of us. So Yeah, yeah I saw that. I, I saw Thank that. you for that. Thank it you was, so much. It was very, very sweet. You guys are awesome. Yep. That is the, that is the main theme. You guys are amazing. Uh, let's get on to Beyond the Sin. To infinity. And beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to chat about something else from the pop culture world uh, that we've seen recently. Jonathan's going to start us. What do you got, Jonathan? Um, I've been watching... Uh, uh, here's another bingo card thing, by the way. If I mention uh, Turner Classic Movie, I think <laughs> that could be. be. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, no, Turner Classic, though, every... Well, they usually do it in March, but the Oscars are in April this year. So they always do 31 days of Oscar. Uh, which I guess I guess this will be 30 days of Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe they are still doing 31. Maybe they're going to go through May 1st. I don't know. But anyways, um, they just play Oscar-nominated uh, movies. for That's all they play. 
And they go about it in different ways. Like some some years they've had like specific themes every day, like best screenplay, best director, stuff like that. This year they just picked however many movies and then they decided to show them alphabetically. So I think they're on like G right now or H or something. But um, as of this recording, so I've just been watching random ones of those that I hadn't caught before. And I watched one that was really interesting the other night. Um, this is a movie from 1985. It's called Agnes of God. Have you randomly seen this, Aaron? No, I haven't. Okay, A-G-N-E-S, Agnes of God, and it is based on a stage play, which is, I'm always kind of a sucker for if it's, and I mean like dramatic stage play, like not like a musical or something. This is just like, so like Few Good Men would be an example of that, Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, probably the most, uh, comp, like the most uh, one you could compare it to in this way would be Doubt uh, from, I think, 2008, which is a great movie. Uh, which was also based on a stage play. This one also involves nuns and uh, Catholicism and stuff. But uh, Meg Tilly plays a nun uh, that uh, gets pregnant and has her baby. And the opening scene, you don't see this happen. You just see everybody like screaming and stuff in the background. But uh, she reportedly strangles the the newborn baby. Uh, from there, though, like I said, it's not graphic or anything for anybody that's watching it. But it goes from there to we Jane Fonda plays a psychiatrist who comes in to take take her case to see if she's either a perfectly sane or if she needs to go to like a mental hospital. Basically they're trying to figure out if she needs to go to jail right or a mental hospital. Jane Fonda then starts thinking that she might even be innocent. Like she might not have been the one that did it. So it kind of turns into a bit of a murder mystery, but most of it it's just Jane Fonda and Meg Tilly and then there's another nun played by Anne Bancroft um and it's just kind of a back and forth between the three of them, like Jane Fonda kind of doing her own investigation, trying to figure out what happened. There's this whole thing, too, where Meg Tilly doesn't even she says she doesn't even remember getting pregnant. She did, So there's a whole thing about who got her pregnant and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So it's but it's really fascinating to me. I'm surprised it was just one of those movies that I just never caught. I'd heard little things about here and there, and I finally watched it. And I if any of that sounds interesting to you, I think you'll really, really dig it. It's. Uh, Jane Fonda, by the way, I've been watching a lot of Jane Fonda lately. They had a whole, on the Criterion channel, they had a whole section of her movies. And uh, I guess I hadn't seen as many as I thought I had. I had seen some of the big ones like Clute and stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, she she made a lot of really good movies. And she is a very good actor that I just, I don't know, I'm just kind of coming to learn that, I guess, in some ways. So yeah. that's all. Agnes of God. And it's available currently on Watch TCM. I don't know how long it'll be on there. But it is available to like rent okay. and all that kind of fun stuff. So Agnes of God on Watch TCM. Today, why don't you go next? Um, I have been, as you know, exploring the world of Dungeons and Dragons as a dungeon master. What? Like, I am responsible for creating the story and oftentimes battle maps. Um, since we're all playing digitally, uh a lot of what I ask my players to do is just kind of keep it in the imagination and I try to kind of describe the scene, but there are times when I would like to get them, give them something visual so they can get strategic. Like they need to know if they're five feet away or 10 feet away, sometimes a spell or something that they want to do, or there's an area of effect and actually seeing where they're being placed will help, especially if I've got a really powerful bad guy and I want to play by the rules too. So I've been exploring different options and I found uh, that a lot of times when I'm in my when I can kind of have a burst of inspiration, I just have my phone with me. I don't get to go like run to my laptop and like figure out on a website or something. So I found an app that I've been kind of playing around with. It's really simple, which is all I need. I'm not trying to build some like really incredibly dynamic thing and make it look like like a professional. I just need to make sure that it has 
a grid and I know where the doors and the walls are sometimes. <laughs> so um, there are, okay, I will say this. There are some sites where you can build a dungeon uh, map really, really quick and easy, but there are some houses that I have in my imagination in a very specific way. And so uh, I've been testing out an app called Pallet Home, P-A-L-E-T-T-E, Home, and it is free and it is super simple and it's click and drag and it makes things easy and you can you know, send it to yourself in an email and slap it up on roll 20 if you want to. Um, again, there's a lot of resources for anyone who is a DM or just wanting to build a map, but maybe this isn't about gaming for you. Maybe you want to redo your bathroom. I don't know. Um, but this one seems to be pretty easily interactive. Again, it's not like supposed to be a design thing. In fact, a lot of the reviews, I was kind of looking over them just to see where it was before I suggested it. And a lot of the reviews, if they're negative, it's like, I want more window options and I want more, like, I would like to have some tile options. There are actually free uh, other ones I've tried out that have a ton of options that are solely online that you can download to your computer, entire like 3D home building. When I was looking for kind of how to just build this house of my imagination. Um, and those are too complicated. I just want something simple. And so um, I like Palette Home. It's on my phone. I can just click and drag. I can use my fingers to kind of move things around. Or I can, since I have uh, a note a Note 9, I can kind of pull out my pen and use my pen as well, which is really helpful. So I just wanted to mention that. It's kind of a cool there, tool. There really is something for everything out there, right? Like, I, I feel like there's yeah. nothing you couldn't find. But at first I thought... When you said that, I just, I thought you were talking about you wanted to build a dungeon. I was kind of confused about that. But, <laughs> I do yeah. want to build a dungeon as well. In my imagination though, not in my basement. <laughs> Cause I was like, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm coming to your house ever. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Well, if there's a dungeon, I'm just not kidding. Not that I, just... I invited you. Uh, that's funny you say that because we're trying to pick out, we have a basement that we actually need to paint and kind of like bring really up have to basements speed. here. And I am trying to decide what color I want. And both my husband and I are like, let's go dark. Like, like a, like a, like a theater where the walls are dark. And then like, that's cool. the lights down and you can watch our big yeah. screen down there. And every single person we've told is like, well, that's a real big commitment. It's going to be dark down there. And we're both like, so now I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe people know better. It will. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, I'll be like, you guys want to go downstairs? And it'll just be like, <laughs> dark walls <laughs> but, you can, but that's what like that's what lamps and stuff are for like yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, not, it's not like you wouldn't be able to make uh and i would i would love to come to your house if you invite me i was just joking as long as you don't put me in the dungeon I'm... well the basement might look like one is the issue <laughs> we don't have basements here though we have a lot of rock a lot of limestone yeah, just, we yeah, just totally. we just don't really have we don't mm -hmm. really have basements so that's always neat my grandparents had one growing up but i i just don't ever see them i wish i could have one i, I just imagine you coming over to my house make into a theater like... I imagine you coming over to the house now and being like, whoa, stairs that go down. <laughs> What's, what is that? No joke. No joke. I don't, we don't see them that often. It's rare. Um, and uh, yeah. Wild, I, that's, elusive downstairs. I think I would do a theater or something. Uh, that's what we yeah, did. Yeah, we're thinking about it. Oh yeah, that's right. You've got one too. That's, that's what you what got all did. your stuff Our, in Although there. ours is a walkout basement and so there's like natural light that can get in there too. So it's a little less dungeon-y. By the um, way, does the term man cave, have we talked about that before? Does that bother you, Aaron? I don't know why. It always bugs me. when uh, People always make that comment because like my daughter got the bonus room because we just kind of gave her the upstairs mm -hmm. and guys are always like, oh, that must suck for you. You didn't get your man cave. I was like, I wasn't really looking for one, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's a gender specificness to it that, that uh, yeah, is, it's a, called the living room. is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm the one watching TV in the living room. I'm good. I'm going to talk about a comedy special that I really, really, really enjoyed. Laughed a lot. Uh, if you've heard of the comedian Nate Bargatze, um, I really think he's funny. I think so. Uh, I enjoy his other stuff. He's actually from Nashville. Um, nice. So he's from your neck of the woods. The special is on Netflix. It's called The Greatest Average American. And I don't know, it's it's just something that if you're looking for some laughs, it's also something you watch with anyone, watch it with your parents, your kids, uh, you know, whoever it's, he's, you know, I don't think he sells himself as like, quote unquote, a clean comic, but he is like, he just, you know, um, you know, just talks about real life, funny stuff and uh, really enjoyed it. So Nate Bargatze, uh, the greatest average American just came out on Netflix recently. Very cool. I just looked him up. I do. I do know who he is. I've seen him in other stuff. Funny, not funny, seen dude. I, funny yeah, dude. And he's uh, it's funny. You said the Nashville thing. The first thing that popped up was that he was coming to Nashville in October. But like he's he's pretty big, too, because he's playing like the Ryman. Like he's not playing the comedy. Oh, club. Yeah. He's playing like. Yeah, so. he's he's got himself a following over the last couple of years. <laughs> the Ryman, by the way, which is like used to be a church. Mm-hmm. If anybody, yeah. you know, if anybody's not familiar, I mean, I, I mean, I know that's it's. I guess it's well known, but I don't, I don't know what people know and don't know. I've lived here my whole life, but uh, now it's like concert venue and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just hilarious when you go there and see like Alice Cooper or something like in a church <laughs> or like a stand-up comic, you know? And, yeah. I've seen many, many shows at the Ryman uh, in my time. Oh, really? Well, in my time in radio, our big conference for a long time was in Nashville, and a lot of the the shows and concerts were there. It's an awesome, awesome venue. It's a great venue. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And there's not not a bad seat in there. Well, there's probably a few. It gets a little, you, you get a little iffy when you're below the overhang like the upper yeah. deck feels like is that gonna hold <laughs> like, <laughs> just like just because it feels old in there but uh but yeah ryman's a great place so yeah anyway nate bargatze the greatest average american on netflix you can check it uh check that out if you want to laugh a little bit well there we go that's gonna wrap it up for behind the scenes this week don't forget to make sure you're subscribed go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well and if you've got anything you want to send us you can mail it to us that's right snail mail still exists for the time being p.o box 881 republic missouri 65738 you can also hang out with us on twitter i'm at aaron dicer she is at danae says d-e-n-e-e-s-a-y-s also on twitch and he is at sam loomis 13 so for jonathan watkins danae hughes the eighth heart of an ostrich and myself we will see you next week (laughs) Happy Rubber Eraser Day! (laughs) That's how you get kids. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. This is the mic check song, the mic check song. Everybody sing the mic check song when your microphone is on. Everybody sing the mic check song. No, I couldn't be on time. I had to be on Twitch for a potential giveaway win. Leave me alone. I I didn't win. Ow, how wow. Well, it's good to see you too, Danae Duck. <laughs> Listen. Aaron, I yes. need you to focus on. Okay, focusing, putting my phone down. Tomorrow, I'm supposed to be leaving at like 6.30 in the morning to go back to the land and do a 12 to 14 hour work day. I just, with a 60% chance of rain. Uh-huh, yeah. I just, you know that part of like you that you just like, oh no, I'm starting to feel sick. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, come uh-huh. on, come on. There's gotta be a reason I suddenly can't do... But- I'm having a vaccine sickness relapse, guys. Sorry. 
I bent my thumbnail backwards yesterday for the first time in my life. Well, Maybe there you that's go. it. That's you it. Know? That's all you need. I I have a bandaid on it and everything. I'm mm-hmm. keeping pressure on it. It hurts. I think I might lose part of my fingernail. So that could be it. You Eventually, know? you'll just be like my my son, who's just like honest now. He's just I like, want, I just don't I just want, want to go. <laughs> like, all right. Well, I have not done this much like labor. La- I've never done this much labor labor like this. Mm-hmm. I've never like gone and built foundations for I never cleared land before. Yeah. I'm going to have to rake gravel for like four to six hours. It's uh, uh manual labor, it, man. Let it never be said that I am not a good friend. Listen, I don't show up like this for everybody. I show up like this for certain people. And my girl better know she's one of my people. I'm just saying. Yeah. I avoid manual labor at all costs. But if it was your best, if it was one of your close friends that you absolutely like ride or die and they're like, hey, I need help, you'd show up. Of course. That's what I was that's what I was getting ready to say. Like there yeah. there are certain people that you know that's my team. That's that's my crew. That's my you know, that's my my peep. It's Jonathan, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah, and I also used to do like uh I, what were they called in church lingo? Work and witness trips. Do you ever do like a work and witness trip? Where nope. like you go to a different country and you help build a church or oh, build a school yeah. or those kind of things. I, I went along, but I was a kid. My dad did that. He like mm-hmm. built a church um, in a Spanish speaking community. I don't remember what where we went. I think it was in Arkansas, but it was like a fully yeah. Spanish speaking. And so no one knew English. And so I think I've told you this story before. So. By coincidence, when I was little, there was a uh, a couple at our church who were fluent in Spanish, and they wanted to create like a tape that they could send to um, their sister cities in Mexico for the kids to learn songs about Jesus. And so there's no Spanish-speaking children in Springfield, Missouri, <laughs> so... Um, that's an over exaggeration. Guarantee you, I, there are some Spanish speaking children somewhere in Springfield, Missouri. Okay, that was an over exaggeration. Yeah, there were just, no Spanish. There were no Spanish speaking children at the Assemblies of God headquarters church <laughs> group. Let's just say in Springfield, Missouri. Our our little area here is not known for its diversity. That is no. not what we are known for. No. So what they did was they actually uh, took volunteers and the little kids, we all got together and we took Spanish classes and we learned all these songs in Spanish and learned how to pronounce the words. And then we went to a recording studio and we recorded the album. And then the album was like put into production and made into, you know, like all these little albums. And then they were sent out. Like my, my name is, you know, in the cover of the album and everything. It's pretty cool. I was really like, it was a pretty cool thing to experience. Yeah, it's awesome. So, so fast forward, my dad is doing this project. And I was several years older, I think probably 10 or around the age of 10. And I think I had done the album like three or four years previous. But there was this one song that I wanted to have a solo on, but another girl got the solo. So, which is fine. I was just a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't good enough. But uh, my mom and dad were like, do you want to sing that song for the church? And so I went in front of this church and sang a song. I have no idea what I was singing. <laughs> I, I didn't know the, I, I only knew it because of the repetition of singing it for the mm-hmm. album. Right. I am watching the audience crying tears. <laughs> I have no idea why it was incredibly it's amazing. And, and I was approached in swarm afterwards and they're all talking to me thinking that, I can thinking that you speak Spanish, yes. really good Spanish. Yes. Too. They're like, 
So then the translator came over and they're like, you know, they're complimenting you because you speak so well. And I was like, I don't know how to speak at all. <gasps> Do you want to know the other thing I was thinking about recently? Sure. You'll, you'll, you remember this. Um, the day I was just thinking about this last night, the day that I was remembering the lyrics to I'm Not Afraid of You mm -hmm. and how fucking freaky that was. Yeah, it's Fleming and John. I was and still am confused, scared, per perplexed, uh, dumbfounded. All of these because I don't, I still don't have a memory of learning the song. And I'm like, I wish I could have seen me through your eyes because mm -hmm. I was freaking out and seeing it at the same time. Uh, just, just for clarity, the uh, there's a great, great band called Fleming and John uh, that had a couple albums. Just kind of came and went. Incredible voice, uh, and just some. And one of the, you know, one of the songs on the album is "I'm Not Afraid." I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not, I'm not afraid, afraid of, of you. you. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, so anyways, I was just playing today some of like old music that I'm sure she'd never heard. And she just started singing along word for word with word this song, word. word for word, the entire song. And she had no Most clue where the words were coming from. No clue. Uh, no, no. It was like, I was a robot and I was in two, I was like two people at once. There was a part of me that was singing as if I knew it because I obviously did. And then there's the conscious part of me that has no idea. I don't, I didn't know the lyrics that were coming next. All I knew was that I was an autopilot singing a song that I have no memory of learning. It is so <laughs> fucking scary. And I was just thinking about that last night. Like that must have been such a trip. I wondered because you were, you and I are pretty new to each other. I wonder if you're like, is she fucking with me? <laughs> no, there was definitely a moment of like, am I being trolled? Is she, you know, being, you know. Uh, yeah. And then there's there's that separate little moment because, again, we didn't know each other a ton then. This was pretty early on in, in our friendship. But there was another moment is like, is she just a compulsive liar? Is she like trying to make <laughs> stories? <laughs> like, you know, I, I cannot lie that long. I oh, am no. such a, oh, I, no. I, I, I like telling the truth. It just makes things so much easier. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you are, you, you had to learn the process of like, yes, ending in a way, like a, like a play kind of way, like an improvisational kind of way where you would carry on the quote unquote lie of the scene or the, you know, the verbal reality as it's called. And, and you still to this day will just get tired of it about, you know, <laughs> 10 seconds in and be like, <laughs> that's not all, that's not at all true. Let's move on. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. Okay. As a DM for my games, I am playing all these like characters that are not my players. And some of the characters are dark, evil people who do dark, evil things, right? Like they're the bad guys. And yeah. so I, I am trying so hard to act like a bad guy and it is so hard for me to keep a straight face because I'm having so much fun. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, yeah, so there's Danae's face, but what you're actually seeing is like this really stern guy. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> so it's like, I really have to work on it a lot. That's amazing. I'm the bad guy. The, what's that from? You don't know that song? No. Billie Eilish. Oh. I'm a bad guy. Oh, now I can hear. <laughs> so good. <laughs> As is my interpretation of the song. It's just no, dead on. Now, like now they don't even hear. need to play the actual song on the radio anymore now that they have my version. 
Last time I went on a missions trip or a work and witness trip was to Portugal, and that was when I got told by parents of some of the teenagers there that I was unfit to be around their children because of my work ethic. So <gasps> I remember you telling me about that now. Yeah. Yeah. Your work ethic being like your your work ethic being like, well, why would I go out there and start working now when I can wait until we all start working together <laughs> or whatever? Or, or, you know, prioritizing efficiency over just doing stuff. That was the main thing. It was like, if you're not doing something, then just do something. I'm like, well, I, okay, I can move this rock from here to here, but I, I don't know that that's where it goes. Is this where it belongs? Am I going to have to move it again? Because that's I don't not know, efficient. I don't know how to build a roof. Give me instructions. Uh, no, they were they were upset because I was also uh, I took some of the teenagers and went and uh, played basketball with some of the local kids. And oh, how uh, dare you actually like hang out with them? Yeah, built relationships. Um, how very un Jesus like of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you no, know that is what they said. That is literally what they said. So yeah, I. I mean, yeah. isn't it strange how we can read Christians the same can thing be and the just, worst man? Like we we read the same thing and it's like you really are getting something totally different than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my son got pulled over yesterday, uh, oh. and it was for his taillights being out. Um, and the, the policeman came up and said, your taillights are out. And my son says he could tell the policeman just like, didn't like him. So that may be projection. I don't know. But, uh, but he said, he said, all he said was, yes, sir. He didn't, he, the policeman never asked him, like, did he know if his taillights were out? Any of that kind of stuff. Uh, turns out the lights just hadn't come on yet because sunset had happened 10 minutes ago. So like the uh -huh. lights, lights weren't even Wow. On yet. Like, you know, the car has automatic lights that come on when it gets dark enough and it just wasn't dark enough yet. Okay. He wrote him a court order. He has <gasps> to go to court because his lights were off 10 minutes after sunset. What and a waste of time. What it, I mean, you know what it is. It's local munis uh, municipalities who need money. And they uh -huh. get them from these stupid fines that you can't do anything about. You can't fight wow. them. You can't, like, there's nothing you can do. We looked up the law. You know what the law is? You don't have to have your lights on till a half hour after sunset. And a half hour before sunrise, they can be off as well. You get a half wow. hour. So he was he was well within Holy that time shit. frame. That's and so crazy. now we're like, what do we do? Are we those people that are going to fight this and pay court fees and, like, plead not guilty and all that kind of stuff and it's just like i just like you could all you could also you could also like um like what spend a couple bucks like what two or three dollars and hire a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> i don't think a lawyer would be just two or three dollars but that's uh, insane man well he's frustrated too he thinks it was discriminatory like he he feels like because of his size and his look like that the guy thought he was a tough guy and you know didn't didn't give him any chance to really say anything. He said the only thing he got to say was yes, sir. Never asked him anything. I mean, that is a clear, if anything, warning situation. First time driver, no previous record. Hat, lights haven't turned on yet. It's 10 minutes after sunset. I mean- Now he's a criminal. And now he's a criminal. Well, he did much better than I did. There was one time I got pulled over and I, I felt the same thing. I was like, this officer is just pissed at me. So when he came up, I promise you, he had residue on his mouth from something he had just eaten. And, I, and so I, so he came up and he was just so, he was so nasty. He's, he's like, um, you didn't use your blinker. 
uh, pulling you over because you didn't use your blinker. And I was like, um, I think you just have a little donut right like right here, though. <laughs> did you say donut? Did yes. you say donut? I did. Yeah, because I Hughes. don't know if you remember this about me. I used to be a asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I will either need a bathroom break now or in an hour. Which would, you, do, which it. would you do it now? Okay. Yeah, just yeah, just, just go it. for right, it. I'll be back. Right now. No, so no. You're not in, breaking in your, up. In your seat. Oh. So you're not breaking up the flow. <laughs> yeah. We should go pee too. You want to make ourselves go pee? Let's do it. I did right before, but you go for it. Should I actually just do it in my seat? Jonathan? Um, I would prefer not, but that's your house. <laughs> so you do what you need to do. <laughs> I saw this meme and it was this person that was like looking in disgust. Oh, Jonathan. Yes. You shouldn't listen to this. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I, I'll live. Okay. So they're looking in disgust in their toilet at a poop. Uh huh. And the poop looks up at him and says, you liked me when I was cake. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like this. <laughs> Would you like to hear more listener BTS bingo suggestions before we get into the show? Uh, yeah. This is from uh, Jay Fritz, who sends us a list for the BTS bingo I wrote down while listening to this week's episode. I hope you like them, or at least some of them. Also, English is not my first language. Keep up the good work and fun He sounds shenanigans. He's writing well. Um, yeah. So, BTS bingo items, in then parentheses, or drinking game suggestions. <laughs> uh, Aaron's uh -oh. top... Go ahead. It's just at this point, it has to be bingo because there's, there's there's way too many. There's, there's we, so many yes. livers at Alco stake. Yes, at this point. alcohol poisoning would be uh, <laughs> too too much of a guarantee. We we care about your liver, people. Uh, Aaron talks about being a super taster. Uh, mm -hmm. Danae didn't watch something, which we know is already on the bingo board. Yeah, uh, a one word answer from Jonathan. <laughs> uh, That's a good one. <laughs> Jonathan makes an extremely agreeable point and follows it by stating that it might just be him. <laughs> uh, Danae hates the show uh, Oh yeah 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 I definitely do that <laughs> uh, Danae delays the start of the podcast uh, Jonathan delays the start of the podcast <laughs> Innuendo Gets its own box uh, That's a guarantee that's Innuendo like, that's, that's like a guarantee oh, uh, Aaron explains a pun <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Puppy talk Oh the puppers Oh uh, sincere talk makes listener want to be a better person. Who <laughs> 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 needs that? Like a moral gut check, right? Yeah, like morality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I hear you, man. Aaron makes me feel like a lesser person every week. Listen, so that I is not it. the point. It's about my own struggles. <laughs> um. So let's see. Uh, first sex joke made by Aaron. First sex joke made by Danae. First sex joke made by Jonathan. So those all can be separate wow. boxes. You can only get one of those. This bingo card is intense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the center Joker square, uh, the pod was totally worthwhile and or funny, entertaining, or moving uh, because it always is. Uh, That's cool. My wow. wife my wife slash husband is mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. kid, my wife. Kid talk. Um, <laughs> Aaron didn't like something, but tries to be fair to it. <laughs> yes. God, we are predictable. Uh, are we? I mean, it, the I, only one uh, I didn't, I didn't know I gave a lot of one word answers. That's the only one that's funny to me. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like hearing these is I mean, such a, funny. it's an interesting thing to reflect on. And, mm -hmm. and it makes me go, God, I'm so thankful 
that you guys enjoy the show, even though clearly we are just robotically predictable. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 